What's going on, my friends? Thank you for being here. I want to talk about today. Will the tragedy in Israel and Palestine be used against American citizens to take away your free speech and protest? There's already calls for it in both parties, and I really want to talk about this. And if you guys stay tuned and really listen to what I have to say without anger or emotion, I think you'll pick up a lot of stuff that I'm talking about because I have quite the presentation for you, and I'm going to show proof. Welcome to the Dreamer Podcast. Thanks, everybody, for being here. It's the Dream Rare Podcast, welcome to the show The way to get the news at the desk or on the road Let's go, God is great and success in our control The world is crazy but we get better from obstacles What's going on everybody? So I see Facebook, YouTube, everybody's here, sounds good Alright, let's get it cracking folks Today's theme, I have six or seven things to show you guys So I hope you stay tuned, listen and take a peek Um Will this situation in Israel and Palestine be used to take away our First Amendment in America? I think it's going to happen. I think both parties are already calling for it. And I'm going to tell you the difference between a free speech First Amendment protest and obviously terrorism, as people are talking about, because a lot of people are saying, no, you don't understand. They're calling for this and they're calling for that. And that's not legal. You're not allowed to call for violence. But when politicians point to that, they then pass legislation that has nothing to do with what they're pointing at. And nobody pays attention because they're like, well, that's that. And they don't even read the legislation that's going to be passed. So I want to talk about a few things, but I want to start with something that happened pre-pandemic. And I just want to show people uh, why I think I have some credibility and why they should listen to me. Uh, just one, real quick. This is one of my favorite tweets, but it's uh, this was before they locked down America in March, literally before the lockdown. I said they're going to use this to push medical tyranny, mandated vaccines, government mandated lockdowns, authoritarian power grabs, even bigger speed censorship. Life will never be the same. And Trump doesn't have a magic plan to save you until the end of time. When I said that people freaked out at me, they said, Anomaly, you don't know what you're talking about. They didn't even announce a vaccine yet. So I was saying they were going to mandate vaccines before they said they even said they had a vaccine. You know, people said, you, you don't know Trump's going to do this or Anomaly, that's a conspiracy theory. You don't know. And the reason I pointed that and, and pulled that up, excuse me, wasn't to brag or be like, look at me. I saw what they were going to do before they did it because there's always clues, there's always executive orders, and there's always power grabs. And if they put certain things into place, they're going to use them. They don't pass speech laws not to use them. They don't push executive orders not to use them. So the reason that I was able to see that a couple months or a couple years ahead of people like Ben Shapiro and Dan Bongino and Dave Rubin and definitely Sean Hannity and all these other people, even Tucker Carlson. I mean, Tucker Carlson was wrong for quite a bit before he figured this stuff out. So there's a reason I was ahead of 99% of conservative influencers is because one, I tell you guys the truth. A lot of people don't. And also I'm studying trends while they're basically just being cheerleaders for politicians that they like. Uh, and I want to get into certain things that are being said right now. Okay. Because right now, a lot of people are justifying the elimination of protests, pro-Palestine protests. They're saying pro-Palestine means pro-Hamas, pro-Hamas is pro-ISIS, so those are ISIS protests and they need to be shut down. I'm not going to name names because th this is somebody that I actually like, a girl that I'm friends with, but she's like, you know, she said, hate speech is not free speech. And I was like, hey, wait, what? You're a liberal now? You know, for, for years, you're like, oh, they're trying to say what I'm saying is hate speech. They say I'm racist or they say I like Trump and they say it's hate speech and they try to shut down my speech. And after years of these people saying, oh, this, you know, hate speech is free. What is hate speech? Who, who, who gets to determine what hate is? You know, the truth sounds like hate speech to people who hate the truth. So when you tell the truth to liberals, they call it hate speech. So now you have conservatives saying, 
free speech is not hate speech and you don't have the right to be hateful. And I'm, I'm not even joking you like the amount of people Josh Hawley is calling for shutting down protests. Dave Rubin's calling for shutting down protests. Donald Trump went on True Social and said they need to shut down protests. And here's something that I want to show you that Israel tweeted, because I think it's really revealing about who they're willing to call ISIS. If you're silent, you're an ISIS supporter now, according to Israel. Let's take a look. The official Twitter of Israel tweeted, it's simple. It's very simple. Hamas is ISIS. If you support Hamas, even with your silence, you are supporting ISIS. Think about that. So if you're silent, say you have no idea what's going on, like most of the world, they're not that educated. They have no idea what's going on. They're just tuning out the news. Israel now says that your silence means you're supporting ISIS. Do people not understand how far this could go? If you're silent and you don't say anything, you're supporting ISIS. I wonder what they would do to somebody who supports ISIS, right? What can the government do to you if you support ISIS? What can anyone do to you if you support ISIS? They'll justify killing you. They'll justify throwing you in jail. They'll justify investigating you, spying on you. But the state of Israel is saying, even if you're silent, even if you don't support Palestine or Israel, or you don't know what's going on, you're just like an average American, like, I don't know, let me just be silent because it's better to be quiet sometimes than say something you don't know what you're talking about. By the way, it's totally okay to not know what you're talking about. Everyone's not a genius. Everyone's not a foreign policy expert. Everybody doesn't know everything. And that's totally okay. But nope. Our greatest ally, Israel, says that even with your silence, you support ISIS. If you support Hamas with your silence, you support ISIS. So now they went from saying that ISIS is ISIS to Hamas is ISIS to pro-Palestine protester Hamas. And anybody that's silent about anything is, a, is, a, is an ISIS supporter. Do you are is 100 million people now an ISIS supporter in America because they're not talking because they don't know what flag to post because they don't want to piss off their boss or their friends? Uh, do, do people not see the slippery slope and where this stuff is going? Before I get into how the Republican Party is working in unison with the Democratic Party to take away your constitution, been talking about it since 2019, let's just look at Hamas real quick and multiple articles from the Israeli press, Haaretz and Times of Israel, about how apparently Netanyahu called to support Hamas for years. This is something I'm just learning now because I, you know, I'm not... I'm not really into Israeli politics as far as Netanyahu. I think he's a good leader for his people. Um, but, you know, Israel's Israel, America's America. So I'm not really I don't really uh, look that much into their elections. But let's let's take a look at these articles. Keep in mind, this is not Alex Jones. This is not conspiracy theory, although I'm not saying they're always accurate. But this is Haaretz, one of the largest publications in Israel, if not the, the or, or, I'm sorry, not largest, but uh, oldest, probably one of the largest, too. And Times of Israel. Let's look. So Haaretz wrote just a couple days ago, anyone who wants to thwart the establishment of a Palestinian state has to support bolstering Hamas and transferring money to Hamas, Netanyahu told his Likud party, Knesset members in March of 2019. This is part of our strategy. So Israeli news says that part of Netanyahu's strategy was to support Hamas and transfer money to Hamas. Weird. I thought it was a typo or something because there's no way they, they're just publishing this for people to see. Here's Times of Israel. It says, for years, Netanyahu propped up Hamas. Now it's blown up in our faces, right? And then there's another article that came out in Haaretz. It said, opinion, why did Netanyahu want to strengthen Hamas? So according to not me, not conspiracy theorists, not anti-Semites, not racist, not Palestine, literal Israeli publication, they're saying that Netanyahu himself said he's been supporting Hamas and giving money to Hamas. And they're writing articles about how he called for that for years. So... 
is that ISIS? I, like, I don't understand. Silence is ISIS. Silence. Americans that are silent are ISIS supporters, but not a guy who called for supporting them with money. And people want to give up their right to protest over this and a free speech. We're going to talk about it. And I want to show this. I showed it last time, but Speaking of ISIS, ISIS, this is from 2017. Newsweek said ISIS fighters regret attacking Israel and have apologized. Why? If ISIS is the enemy of America and Israel, why would ISIS regret attacking Israel and why would they apologize? And if Hamas is ISIS, then are they going to apologize to Israel like ISIS did? That would be nice to get to some sort of peace deal so people didn't have to die on both sides. But, you know, I'm just I, I find it. I'm, I'm going to show this again. I find it really creepy that that country is literally tweeting, even with your silence, you are an ISIS supporter, according to Israel, if you're silent, but not the guy who leads their country, who apparently gave money or supported them. Very bizarre stuff. I want to look at a few things real quick, and then I'm going to get into my whole spiel, but I have a presentation for a reason. According to New York Post, progressives, liberals, leftists are calling for the U.S. to take in some of the expected one million Gaza refugees because, of course, isn't that what they do? Cernovich, he says a lot of stuff, but this actually I thought made sense. He said, create a refugee crisis, demand the West open its borders, fund NGOs to ship them over on boats, arrest anyone who protests this. How many more times do we need to see this before we understand? So he's saying they're going to create a refugee crisis, which is true. They're telling you that they're going to do it. Demand that the West open its borders to these refugees. That happens every time. Fun NGOs to ship them over on boats. That happens. And then arrest anybody who protests and call them terrorists. If you if you don't want this war, you're a terrorist. You're a Hamas sympathizer. You're a Palestine sympathizer, which means you're Hamas, which means you're ISIS. Now you're ISIS. Now we could justify going after you and investigating you and throwing you in jail and maybe even worse. Are you guys cool with that? Because you listen to Dan Bongino and Ben Shapiro. Did they trick you into being cool with that? How did uh, Dan Bongino's uh, Day of Jihad go? He was freaking out from probably his mansion about that. Did that did that little you know psyop go well for him? Whatever. Uh, long story short, there's a reason that this stuff always happens because the neocons and neoliberals, as they call them, some people call them neocons, neoconservatives and neoliberals, they're all for war. And it doesn't matter if it's George W. Bush or Barack Obama, the union party is exactly the same and they do their war agenda. And on the right, you could call people like Lindsey Graham and Nikki Haley neocons, and I could call people like Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis Zionists, and the neocons and the Zionists, and they come together and they say, we have to go do this war. And if you disagree with us, you're a terrorist. As much as Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump try to pretend like they're so much different than George W. Bush, they're actually really not. They have the same exact foreign policy. They just put on a little show, but they do the exact same thing. And then it's like they come together, they start a war, they create millions of refugees like they're about to do if they're successful with what they're doing. And then once they create the refugees, the left-wingers come over and say, we got to bring them to America. And the right-wing Zionists and neocons say, oh my gosh, no, we don't want you to bring them here, but they can't stop them. So then they just come here and it's basically like a controlled opposition circus on both sides where the one side punches a hole through a wall the other side brings people through the hole and then they both flip up their hands it's the same way during the pandemic donald trump funded operation warp speed donald trump gave out covid checks he printed six trillion dollars he gave a uh, you know what 18 billion dollars to big pharma and then he waves his hands and goes but i'm against mandates though who who would have known big pharma was going to trick us well i knew that because you hired a bunch of pharmacy lobbyists after trump took money from pfizer just like he took money from mega donors after he lied to his base and said he wouldn't but you know the republicans always act shocked at the results of what they do but it's almost as if like 
the left hand punches you with the left hand, the right hand punches you with the right, then the left slaps you. And then the right wingers go, oh, I can't believe they did that, you know, but they know that they're going to do that. So it's like a match made in hell, basically. And I want to show you something real, too, because if you go to Trump's True Social now, you can see he's calling for pro-Palestine protests to be eliminated on college campuses. And this goes hand in hand with his executive order that he passed. And Ron DeSantis also passed a school bill. We'll talk about these. And I actually know what I'm talking about. Unlike the people who are going to cry in the comments, I could quote exactly what it is. But in general, here, I'll just show you real quick. Donald Trump passed an executive order for to, to block anti-Semitism on college campuses. And, uh, you know, he's now calling to use the executive order that he signed and saying we need to shut down these protests on college campuses. He goes, let's do some cancel culture. Look, look, go look at his true social if you can find it. He's literally saying cancel culture only works one way, doesn't it? Like saying I want to cancel protests. It's not the way the First Amendment works. And here's what I want to say real quick. Calls to violence are unacceptable. If there are Hamas supporters or Palestine supporters calling for genocide, calling for extremism and, and violence, I do not think that's acceptable. I think the law will get involved as they should because calls to violence are not, it's like bomb on an airplane. You can't do that. With that being said, there's calls to violence on the other side too. I've seen videos of Palestine protesters saying crazy shit and that should be looked at. And then I've seen protesters of Israel say the same thing. And here's the thing. I wouldn't go and say, well, because this Israeli guy said that now nobody can be pro-Israel and those protests are banned from America. And same with the Palestine side. They're going to say Palestine is Hamas. Hamas is ISIS. So there's no more ISIS protests and we can't have them in America. Do people not realize how the slippery slope not only will be used against you, but it's already being used against you now. The Patriot Act, which was passed by George W. Bush under the guise to go after, you know, at the time it wasn't ISIS. That wasn't around then until the West funded it. I mean, uh, what, 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 what was I saying? Never mind. I mean, totally just organically got created in the Middle East out of nowhere, even, you know, even though they're driving around in some cases like United States cars, weird. But anyway, uh, in general, the Patriot Act got, Patriot Act got passed under the guise of we have to go after the terrorists. No one cared about Hamas or ISIS at the time. It was Al Qaeda. And they said, we're going after Al Qaeda. And then they passed the Patriot Act and allowed the government to basically spy on anyone for very flimsy reasons. And now you have a bunch of these neocon and Zionist, uh, you know, I would say right wingers that are crying. Oh, I like Trump and they're investigating me. Oh, I'm such a victim. Oh, the FBI is coming after me. Durr, durr. But they're the same ones posting that they want to expand the deep state and give the deep state more power to shut down protests. Idiot. I'm not going to name names because it's going to piss me off. But so many of these imbeciles that I follow, they're crying the victim half the time, calling for the shutdown of protests and speech half the time. It's like they're idiots. They're literally doofuses. But long story short, all of these things that you justify already are being used against you and they will be used against you further. Remember during the pandemic when they said, if you protest on a beach or you want to leave your house and protest the lockdowns, your existence is a danger to public health and you're not allowed to do it. Do you think people like that give a shit about you if they don't, they're treating you like animals and slaves locking you in your house. And then the second you get out to protest, they say that you're a danger to their health. What about the fact that now like the view hosts are saying, well, Hamas and Proud Boys and, you know, it's like and then they'll go from Proud Boys to just Trump supporters and Trump supporters to conservatives. And they look at this. They look at you the same way that the right looks at Hamas and they'll use the same exact tactics. What if uh, the, the left says, well, 
you know, January 6th was not a peaceful protest. It was a violent insurrection. And now whenever there's a Trump protest, if there's one person there who says January 6th was a good idea, well, now that's a pro-insurrection protest. And we have to shut down all Trump-supporting protests because it's an insurrectionist protest. These are terrorists. I mean, what happened on uh, January 6th was terrorism. So if you're supporting this cause, then you're that's what they're doing to Palestinian protesters right now. Um, Palestine and Israel have been fighting for 80 years, okay? There were Palestinians in that land in the 1900s. England gave that land to Lord Rothschild through the Balfour Declaration after World War II. And, th and then after they gave the land to the Rothschild, then Israelis or Jewish people started, Zionists started moving there, right? And what happened to the, I mean, just look at history. What, what happened to the people that were living there? They were shoved somewhere else. So there's been tension from that time. You could pick a side. I'm not Mr. You know, telling people whose land it is. Like I understand that conquering is part of human nature, and I would be a hypocrite to say otherwise because America was conquered by you know Europeans and Spaniards, et cetera, at one time. So I under and, and you know I would say the founding fathers, et cetera. There's been elements of people coming over. So I'm not trying to be Mr. Hypocrite here and tell people whose land it is because I'm not saying you can't have it or you can't have it. You guys can fight over that. But the point that I'm making is this has gone on for 80, 90 years. And this does not justify the recent terrorist attacks at all. But it's like if you're out in the streets and you're protesting for that country, does that mean you're ISIS now? You want to give Josh Hawley, that controlled opposition scumbag, all of them. I've been saying this for years. I'll vote for Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, but they're both puppets. They're both puppets. They're no different. Ron DeSantis is not that much different than Lindsey Graham. Nikki Haley's not that much different from Donald Trump. They're all just putting on an act. Trump's the comedian. Ron DeSantis is a little bit smarter with domestic policy. But when it comes to foreign policy, they're all controlled. They're all puppets. They'll all sell out your First Amendment for a foreign country. And here's the thing that I get bad press about constantly, even though I'm right, I'm honest, I'm accurate. In America, you're not allowed to put America before Israel. I don't dislike Israel. I love Israel. I love Israelis, but I'm American. So if you say, well, we're going to pass a speech law in America that says you can't criticize Israel in these 10 different ways. And if you disagree, you're an anti-Semite. Seems like I'm getting a raw deal because I believe in the First Amendment. But now because of Zionists like Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis and the entire party and Turning Point USA and Daily Wire, all of them, literally all your Dan Bongino, big idiot. Anyway, they'll come and say, oh, you're anti-Semitic. Oh, you're racist. Oh, you're this, you're that. You're terrible. You're terrorist. You know, when you're like, wait, I'm just I'm protesting this First Amendment law. I want to be able to speak freely about any kind country, but the Zionists and the Republican Party have for years been passing speech laws in America. DeSantis passed a hate speech law. Trump passed a hate speech law. And before people tell me they're not hate speech laws, I know they are because I've read them. I've read the definition and now they're trying to expand them in other parts of society. Yes, I understand that the First Amendment still exists and it's hard to win court cases for them, but they're trying. Um, let's start with the Trump I know this is like a lot for a lot of people to take in because it's like everybody in this movement is so fake and deluded that, you know, this is new information to some. But when there's a protest and someone screams out something violent, I do not support that. I don't think the First Amendment supports that. And threats and violence are not the same as protests. I believe that the police have every right to get involved if that's the case. But with that being said... Trump, DeSantis, all of these neocons and Zionists or whatever you want to call them, they go and they point to that and they say, look at that. And then they sign the legislation and then everyone comes to me and says, Anomaly, what do you support that? No, but the legislation doesn't say that. DeSantis and Trump both passed bills and executive orders that say 
you can't criticize Israel as much as you criticize other nations. They're, they're Zionist loyalty laws. That means your First Amendment doesn't matter. This country matters more than America. And that's the entire Republican Party. The entire Republican Party exists to serve a foreign country. And once you realize that, they turn into left-wing BLMers. They call you a racist. They call you an anti-Semite. I've seen them on Twitter calling people Nazis, literally calling conservatives Nazis, other conservatives, because they're saying certain things that are going on, and they call you a terrorist. They call you a sympathizer. Now they're starting to call people ISIS. Do you want to be called ISIS because you believe in the First Amendment? What do you think that leads to? If they're willing to dehumanize you and call you a terrorist organization, it gives them the right to spy on you. It gives them the right to do pretty much whatever they want to you. And now they're even saying your silence, your silence is ISIS. If you're silent, if you go on a two week vacation and you're cut off from the news and you don't even have anything to say, you're ISIS now because you've been silent. If you don't know what you're talking about, you're ISIS. If you have an alternate opinion, you're definitely ISIS, but even your silence is ISIS. Oh, but these are, these are our friends, guys. These are the guys that really like us and really totally care about us. But long story short, in America, there isn't laws that say, oh, you can't be violent. That, that's law. Those, I'm sorry, those are laws that already exist outside of speech laws. If you read what Trump and DeSantis are passing, you can read it and see that it's, it's a huge list of hate speech rules, half of which say you can't talk about banking and media. The other half say you can't criticize Israel. You can't say this. You can't talk about that. You can't make certain Bible references are now illegal. And if you point out that the Bible references are now illegal under the Trump and DeSantis hate speech laws, you have right-wing news publications will literally try to smear you and defame you and dehumanize you because you notice that they're trying to make the Bible illegal and the Republicans are in on it. So, you know, it's, it's a very crazy experience, but if you guys are interested in actually reading the rules and the laws and not just listening to these blowhards like Dan Bongino and, and, and Ben Shapiro, who never accurately talk about, it, they'll be like, oh, you support violence, you support terrorism. No, I don't. I don't support violence. I don't support calls to violence. But these hate speech rules that are being passed into American legislation don't say that. They say 20 other things that have nothing to do with that. That's just the shiny ball that they use to pass it. The same way no good or, or no tragedy goes to waste in America. If there's a shooting, you know, the Democrats come out and try to pass gun control legislation. When there's a pandemic, they start printing money. Big Pharma has a product. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that these things aren't organic, but whether you think they're organic or not, it doesn't matter. A real tragedy also gets exploited equally. So it doesn't matter when there's a tragedy, they come in and use it as a shiny ball. Nobody pays attention. They all think it's so righteous. And then five years later, they're getting arrested at a protest because they just passed a law that makes it illegal for them to protest in five years. But if you want to learn about the hate speech laws that are being passed through legislation by Republicans, you can look it up on the State Department website. And if you guys want to understand how compromised the Republican Party is and how completely like sold out they are, if you even one time on Twitter, I simply just screenshotted the State Department anti-Semitism speech laws. And I said, hey, guys, here's the speech laws. And I named a few of them that they're trying to make illegal. Right wing news, quote unquote, literally said, see, we told you he's an anti-Semite and use that as proof that I'm anti-Semitic. I was like, because I screenshotted the State Department's website of hate speech anti-Semitism rules. 
I'm an anti-Semite. They just call people that when you figure out what they're doing. It's just the word that the left uses. Oh, you're racist. You're racist if you notice crime rates. You're racist if you want to close the borders. You're racist if you want to exist. You're racist if you're not this color. Like it's the same thing the right does. Dan Bongino, Ben Shapiro, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, all of them, all of them. It's all like a little puppet show for you guys to fight over, but they all do it. That's why it doesn't even matter. And all of these, I'm, I'm sorry for being a little bit over the top today, but all of these idiot conservatives that you guys follow and think are so cool, they always are like, oh, the election stolen. The real stolen election is the fact that it doesn't matter who wins the primary because they're all going to do the same shit anyway. That's the real stolen election. They're just running you in circles like, oh, the day of jihad. Ah, oh, be afraid. Ah, oh, ah. What happened, guys, yesterday? Did, did anything happen? You guys are right there? Is Dan Bongino okay? He scares the shit out of his audience. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Just like they said, oh, oh, and, then, and then you're running in circles like, well, why are Donald Trump around DeSantis, the two most popular Republicans? Why are they infringing on our constitutional rights for a foreign country? And then if you point it out, they say that you hate everybody and you're this and you're that. And they try to ruin your life 15 times over. I got soft blacklisted from the movement in 2019 when I figured this out. That's when I noticed I was like, oh, the Republican Party doesn't exist for Americans or conservatives. Conservatives just think that it exists to push legislation for a foreign country. And the second you figure it out, they get mad at you for being American. They're like, how dare you not want to give up your constitutional rights for that country? You exist to serve them. You exist to pass that. And if you notice that, they freak out at you. It's insane. I've noticed this since 2019. And to be honest, it's my least favorite topic to talk about because the risk reward ratio isn't there. It's like, you know, the Republican Party is completely compromised. The media is completely compromised. Our country is completely compromised. And nobody really cares about it. And when you talk about it, people get mad at you. The press screams at you. Everybody hates you. You realize you have no friends on your own side. They're all turning you over in a second. And it's like, it's not, a, it's not even a topic I like talking about anymore because the risk reward ratio is not there. And it's like, I'm just going to write it off as that's the country I live in. It's like living in a country and you're under the occupation of somebody. It's like, that's America and people aren't smart enough to figure it out. But long story short, you know, if you want to look at these speech rules, just Google State Department anti-Semitism and you'll be able to see all the rules. It's from the IHRA, International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance. They redefined anti-Semitism a couple of years ago. And what you think anti-Semitism is and what they're passing through legislation are two different things. So when you tell me, Anomaly, you don't know what you're talking about, even though I know exactly what I'm talking about and you don't, it's fine. Why don't you take what you think they're doing and why don't you research what they're actually doing? Because what you think they're doing, shutting down violent protests is not what they're actually doing. They're actually creating a new definition of the word, it would be like if the, if, the, if the State Department said, these are the George Floyd racist speech rules, and it said, you can't say that black people do this. You can't say that black people own hip hop. You can't say that black people ever committed a crime ever. You, you know, And it's like all of these rules. And it's like, you can't say that black people like black people more than they like America. So like, like all these things where you're like, I'm not saying, I'm not going to say those things, but like, I don't think they need to be defined under some sort of like hate speech regulation because I don't believe in hate speech regulation. But once you realize that, then everybody just starts calling you a racist. That's the right winger with these rules, these laws. It's a bipartisan effort, but mostly Republicans are passing this through legislation. So long story short, with all of this stuff, you have to understand nobody passes speech laws to not use them. If Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and all of these social media sites come together and they say questioning big pharma 
is anti-vaxxer. You know, it's it's a conspiracy theory. It's anti-science. It's anti-science to to stop talking about or to talk about climate change. It's anti-science, and they start pushing these rules into YouTube and Facebook, etc. They're not doing it for no reason. They're going to use them. Nobody passes speech laws in America or speech rules and starts legislating what you can and can't say unless they're willing, if they're unless they're going to use them eventually. So the reason I knew that they were going to do mandatory vaccines before they even announced vaccines is because I don't just follow Trump around like a dog with a bone in my mouth. I'm an actual journalist and news analyst. So I'm analyzing what he's doing and what he's not doing. And when he plays ball with the elites and when he does what they all want to do, I know something bad's coming because he sold us out just like everyone does, except he's just funny when he does it. So nobody pays attention. So long story short, I've known for years something was going to go on because the Republican Party is passing laws that stop you from being able to criticize a foreign country. So what's going on there? And when it comes to Josh Hawley, Donald Trump, and all these other idiots that are trying to say, oh, let's not protest. You know, the, the people who are going to be persecuted with these same exact uh, exaggerations and same exact uh, like expansion of definitions is going to be your own supporters. And either Trump's a complete buffoon or he's just like a Pied Piper, like leading you into the sea and, and you're going to drown. And you don't even realize it. But it's like, you know, all these things that they've, they're expanding, they're going to be used against you. If you say every Palestinian protester, even if it's a Palestinian protest in LA, like there was today, and nobody's calling for genocide and everybody's just expressing their support for Palestine. If you say that they're Hamas and they're ISIS and they're ISIS and they need to be shut down, the Democrats are going to say you're ISIS too, because you did January 6th, you did terrorism against our government, you know, and most Trump supporters that like, at this point, I just distance myself from these people. And I'm not saying I don't like people who like Trump. I still do, obviously. But I'm talking about like all these movements. I legitimately can't tell if half these people are feds or they just act like feds. So I just don't want to be near them because I'm like, are you a fed or, or do you just like talk and act like a fed because you're an idiot? Like I, it's hard to it's hard to tell. And that's not a good sign when your movement acts so feddy that you can't even tell if they're real or feds. But like the way people talk, like, yeah, that was a great day. Yeah, all right, all right, we're going to we got to turn over the government. It's like, guys, they're, they're probably tapping your phones. Every time you say that shit to your friend thing is cool. They're probably tapping your phones because they're using things like the Patriot Act to spy on all of you, to call all of you to, to, you know what I'm saying? They're investigating you now, Trump supporters, conservatives, libertarians, patriots, people who vote conservative, they're investigating you like they were investigating Al Qaeda in the 2000s. They think you're Al Qaeda. So it's like, you know, it's like, you're the, you're the domestic terror threat now. Isn't that ironic? Republicans said you're a terrorist if you don't want to go fight a war. They passed the Patriot Act. They called everybody terrorists who disagreed. And now they're getting treated like terrorists under the legislation that they never read. And now it's being used against them. And they're freaking out while simultaneously calling for more expansion into the police state, calling for the shutdown of protests because they think that every Palestinian protest is a Hamas protest. There's no in between anymore. Okay. Go ahead, shut them all down. Let Donald Trump and Josh Hawley and Dan Crenshaw and Nikki Haley and uh, Ron DeSantis, let them pass speech laws, let them pass bills. And then they they turn around and they call you anti-Semitic for criticizing George Soros. And you're like, I'm not anti-Semitic. I just don't like George Soros because he's funding Democrats. Well, you didn't even read the anti-Semitism hate speech rules that Trump and DeSantis are passing into legislation. So although technically, normally, yeah, you're not anti-Semitic, you are now because they've redefined what anti-Semitism means, what you think it means and what it means in legislation and soon to be law in America is are two different things. In France, they've now shut down 
I think, Palestinian protests. In Germany, you go to jail for questioning history. You'll be in prison in three years for questioning narratives. Now you just get shamed and called a terrorist. But in five years in America, they'll probably throw your ass in prison. They'll say, this is a real event. You can't question any part of it. Don't think about your own history. You can't know your history of how America literally got coaxed into wars with false flags. That's literal American history. You could look at five different wars and the Wikipedia page literally admits that there was a false flag, whether it was the babies and incubators or this one or that one. But now it's a hate speech offense because you didn't read the rules that your own party passed into legislation and what you think is hate speech and what they've defined it as are completely two different things. So it's like Republicans pretty much just exist to throw you off a cliff. And while they're doing it, they're like, day of jihad. And everyone's like, oh, and it's like, you don't realize these people are so full of shit. And I'll just tell you what, guys, I'm just being honest and transparent with you guys. I'm tired of it. I know what's going on in America. I know America is pretty much occupied. I know the Republican Party's full of shit. I know that there's no difference between Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. Maybe domestically there are, but when it comes to foreign policy, the, when, when people say jump, they'll say how high. And they'll both pass a speech law and they'll both try to take away protests and they'll both do the same thing as Nikki Haley and, and, and Lindsey Graham. That's why Lindsey Graham's on stage with Donald Trump because Donald Trump's really not that different. He just pretends like he is and he's a good actor. DeSantis is a talented guy when it comes to domestic policy i think he's fantastic i think he governs america great but you know he's also controlled by that entity also and if you ever say that that's happening that's now hate speech and not only is it hate speech and why do i not want to talk about it is because unlike you guys i understand america is an occupied country i understand i'm not free anymore i understand i don't have the right to say it. i understand they're going to try to ruin my life and i understand that every year that goes by and every little fake proxy war between the left and the right and red and blue and trump and desantis and whatever I understand that while you guys fight over nothing and listen to idiots like Dan Bongino and Ben Shapiro and Dave Rubin and all these other frauds, and you guys look in this circle in this way, I know that our party is working against me and trying to push into legislation and law things that are going to eventually be used against me. So I'm just being realistic. It's like, you think we have all these things we don't. You think these people are fighting for you while they're literally selling you out. Like every, you think Donald Trump's just so dumb that he just gave $18 billion to big pharma because he had to, it's like, people are so stupid in this country. So it's like, I'd rather just like admit it and just stop talking about it. Like and find a different career. Cause I'm not trying to stick my neck out for a group of people that, that gets mad at me when I try to help them. It's like, so what's the point? They already, uh, you know, they already write terrible article. Oh, he said this, he said this, it's a hate speech, it's hate speech. Well, one day hate speech is gonna be a crime in America, just like it is in England and just like it is in Germany and just like it is in Canada. And to be honest, I don't feel like going to prison for fucking being honest. So I understand that this country is not free. And the more a bunch of doofuses in the Republican party think that Trump and DeSantis are so awesome and they're fighting for you, they're not. They're passing speech legislation for a foreign country. And if you ever realize they're doing it and make a principled first amendment stance, they're gonna call you a terrorist or an anti-Semite and they're gonna try to ruin your life and they're passing legislation to literally ruin your life. So I might as well just play stupid and stop talking about it because I don't feel like, you know, I don't feel like sacrificing myself for a group of dingbats wearing red hats that think they're fighting for something while they're slurping down freaking, you know, Trumpy pumpies and stuff. So I'm sorry. I'm a little, you know, I'm a little lit today, but not literally lit, but you get what I'm saying. I'm on point. That's my opinion about it. Um, you know, they're saying that you're an ISIS supporter if you're silent. Um, there's articles that say that the government of Israel was funding Hamas. I mean, like, I'll just show you again. 
I don't want to be called a conspiracy theorist. Heretz is an Israeli publication. They're saying that Netanyahu told his Knesset members of his party that they had to bolster Hamas and transfer money to Hamas. This is part of our strategy. This is Israeli news. It's not my opinion. Times of Israel, they're all they're all writing it. They're like, why why was he supporting Hamas? So apparently, if if they support Hamas, it's totally okay, right? If they if they prop up Hamas, apparently that's okay. Their Israeli government can prop up Hamas, you know, according to Haaretz. Why did he strength? They can do that. But remember, folks, your silence means you're supporting Hamas, which means you're supporting ISIS. So you're an ISIS supporter in America if you are silent. So, but but they can fund that group, and that's totally fine, apparently. But and you know. Don't expect anything from Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis because they're totally in on it. Uh, I'm sorry to break your little fake illusion. It's like, no, you don't understand. Allow me. OK, if you want to be that dumb, I'll find a different career. Seriously, I don't I don't feel like risking uh, everything for a group of people that doesn't even appreciate me. So, you know, I'd rather just talk about MMA or something. I'm going to read a few comments. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, my final stance before I read a few comments is in general. The First Amendment is one of the greatest pieces of legislation in modern history. Governments around the world in every country for human history, there's good and there's bad. But in general, you have to understand, usually governments create laws and rules and legislation that works against you. They want the power and they don't want you to have it. I don't know if the founding fathers were Freemasons or, you know, people say they weren't really this. They were this. They were that. They were this. I don't know who the founding fathers were. Ben Franklin, I think he was a sexual deviant a little bit from what I read. You know, Ben Franklin liked to get his thing played with. But anyway, long story short, I don't know who the founding fathers really were. Some people don't like them. I obviously do. They passed the First Amendment or, or I mean, you get what I'm saying. The Constitution, the Bill of Rights. And if you read some of the things in here, the right to privacy, the right to the First Amendment, the right to bear arms, I understand that certain parts were added after, but you get what I'm saying. That document, the Declaration of Independence, if you really take a second and you read some of the things in there, you're like, wow, these guys gave some room between us and the government. They knew that in order to have a functional society and in order to have a non-corrupt society, normal citizens should be able to question their own government normal citizens should be able to question race religion gender you know whatever and they gave us this beautiful thing that most countries in the world don't have but now you have people saying no no that's not good we need to put hate speech rules in there and we need to stop these protests and we need to stop that protest we need to stop palestine protests we need to stop anti-lockdown protests we need to stop big pharma protests we need to stop trump protests we need to but but it's for your good guys no and and trust me when dave rubin says it, it's for your good because we're the good guys shutting down the protest this time because the protest can lead to that that same rhetoric is going to be used against you it already is so you have to understand a call to violence is not protected by the first amendment and it's it's not protected if anybody at a palestine protest does that that's not protected but if you say that every protest in that category is isis or hamas and that means that it should be shut down they're going to say every Trump protest is a January 6th protest and you need to be shut down. And honestly, if the right wing that is filled accurately with neocons and Zionist firsters that literally believe in that before they believe in you, you just don't know it yet. If you are going to say, no, 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 you don't understand. We need to do this. I hope they shut down your protests the same way the Patriot Act's being used against us now. It's like, 
that's what happens. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like a it's like a tragedy and a comedy at once. The same idiots that were like, we're Republicans. We need to fight wars against Al Qaeda. We need to pass these bills to spy on terrorists. Now they're using those bills to spy against Republicans. And it's like, it sucks, but it's actually hilarious also because they're like, oh no, who could have saw this coming? Everybody that knew, everybody that read the Patriot Act. How come when I was 15 years old, I read the Patriot Act and I knew that they were gonna spy on you because I listened to quote unquote conspiracy theories, AKA the truth, when all of the news was in unison lying to you. Fox News and CNN just fake fight all the time. And then when a war breaks out, they have the same exact agenda. Whether you listen to CBS, ABC, NBC, Fox News, Newsmax, One America, Dan Bongino, Ben Shapiro, Dave Rubin. You know what I'm saying? They're all saying the same thing this week. It's like the same exact narrative in all of them. It's like, wow, they majestically just agree on one topic only. Everybody agrees with free speech, except for one topic only. Everybody wants to defend the right to protest, except for one topic only. Donald Trump loves protests on college campus, and Ben Shapiro loves his right to speak on college campus, except he's willing to actually give that up to protect the different like but then you can't talk about it or else you're a hate monger so you basically just have to like be a sheep and just be like ah i, I understand i'm not i have no first amendment you know that's what i'm that's what i'm saying i sound jealous you're an idiot karen and your name's karen that's fine i'm not trying to shame all karens but you're an idiot yeah oh yeah i'm i i only want the first amendment because i'm so jealous i i you know i want to be able to shut down protests okay let me let me take your logic let me who do I not like? Let me just shut down protests and speech. Anybody who speaks bad about me in the comment section is is uh, is hate speech. Okay, you're a hate monger, Karen. You're banned, and I think that you should be you know you should be looked at because you disagreed with me. So yeah, I'm just jealous. Instead of uh, defending my First Amendment, I'm just going to start doing what everyone else is doing, try to cancel speech and stuff. Um, someone said I think it's more about cultural assimilation. I'm not sure what you're even talking about, but anyway, someone said the first amendment is often uncomfortable. Well, you have to understand that neither party cares. The Republican party, I thought they were different for a little while, but they just rebranded. Like the George W. Bush Jr. days are back. Like they're running the same script that they ran back then. It's the same five lines. I, I lived through this and I was never a Republican because I knew unlike half the people here probably that George Bush was full of crap. But in general, it's like, they're like, if you're either with us or you're the terrorists and we need to take away your liberties in order to fight them, they already ran the same script in 2000 and they're using the same script they ran to now persecute Trump supporters. And you guys still haven't learned. I know a lot of people have. I know a lot of people do understand. But what I'm trying to say, and this is one thing that I'm not gonna talk about much because I get horrible press and they try to ruin my life every time I tell you, the Republican party, Trump, DeSantis, Lindsey Graham, Nikki Haley, Ben Shapiro, pretty much everybody, okay? They have a different agenda over America first. And if you notice, they are gonna call you a name and that name, they're trying to pass through legislation to, to persecute anybody who notices what they're doing. It's like a hate speech offense to notice the truth. It's a hate speech offense to realize that your party's not actually serving you. And the funniest thing is like, I was thinking today, it's like, you know, I read the Communist Manifesto. I don't agree with communism. I'm not a Karl Marx fan. I just educate myself with books, historical books. Um, in the Communist Manifesto, he had a dream of graduated income tax because at the time that he wrote the Communist Manifesto, there was no income tax because income tax is socialist and communist. It's just the government stealing your money. 
that used to not even be a thing. And then America said, oh, we have a war and we got to do income tax. And they never took it away. And then they did a graduated income tax. It went five, it went 10%, 15. Now it's up to like 37% if you're in the top bracket. When Obama wins, it goes up to 39 or whatever. All income tax to this extent is socialist. So the big scam that you guys think that Trump's going to fight socialism or Ron DeSantis is going to fight socialism. It's like either you're going to get this much socialism or this much socialism, but you're not getting, there is no capitalism in this country anymore. It's like pseudo crony capitalism, which is why the left is pissed off. But Donald Trump is so capitalist until the pandemic and he turns into a full-blown communist. He prints a bunch of money and hands everybody $1,600 commie checks. And it's like, oh, that was just a mistake. It's not a mistake. It's by design. Income tax is socialist. Unless Ron DeSantis is going to abolish income tax, which he's not, or Trump's going to abolish income tax, which he's not, you live in a socialist country. Karl Marx it was smarter uh, to some extent. I'm not saying he was a good guy, but it's like he understood if you can get a graduated income tax, tax, you're already 80% of the way there to socialism because the government's just sucking your money. And then, oh, why is the government expanding? Because they're taking your money. There used to not be income tax and it's normalized. But long story short, the left fights with the right. The Trump people fight with the DeSantis people. They say you have TDS or you do blah, blah, blah. And it's like a bunch of cattle fighting with each other. You know, it's like they think you're sheep. And maybe they're right. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe we're not victims. I don't, I don't feel like I'm a victim. I don't feel bad for Americans. Like Americans act like animals and then people treat them like animals. And I'm not saying that to be rude. I'm saying that to be inspiring to stop acting like animals. You know, and it's like, you can't, if people can't even realize this stuff, nothing's going to change. And people think that that's a black pill. They're like, it's a black pill to think that. No, it's a dumb pill to constantly just make the same mistake over and over and over and never learn again. For example, if I would have said, which I did at the time, I actually had this foresight, I said the Patriot Act was gonna be used to spy on Americans. I knew this when I was a teenager. I knew that the Patriot Act was gonna be used to spy on Americans. You know what they called me? A conspiracy theorist. Okay, I guess the truth is a conspiracy theory. Okay, and then you fast forward. And then it's like Obama versus Romney and Obama versus McCain. And despite like some other people were like Hillary supporters turned Trump supporters, like can't carry Lake and stuff. That's fine. But whatever. I was never that. I knew that Obama and Mitt Romney were both puppets. I knew that. I never thought that Obama was that great. I was just like, maybe he'll be a little different, but he's still a puppet. Like I knew how the system worked. But long story short, when I said that between Obama and Romney, it's not that different. What did everybody call me? They called me a conspiracy theorist. They said, that's a conspiracy theory. Oh, you're just pessimistic. I believe in Mitt Romney or I believe in Barack Obama. Believe all you want. Nobody gives a shit how much you believe because you're, you're, you're lying to yourself. There's very little difference between Mitt Romney and Obama. The only difference is judges, federal judges, Supreme Court judges, and Mitt Romney is closer to a Democrat than most Republicans. So the difference between Obama and Romney is even smaller than the difference between Trump and, and, and Obama. You get what I'm saying? Like that election, like legitimately didn't matter. Like that, you know, everyone talks about rigged elections. The elections are rigged because all the candidates in the election are subservient to certain people and you just can't figure it out. But whatever, long story short. So now it's like fast forward. When I learn the truth of how the Republican Party is passing speech legislation to be used against you, people just say, oh, I'm pessimistic. Oh, I'm a hater. It's like, no, it's it's the reality. And it's going to keep happening until enough people figure it out. But I will say this on a positive note. If you look at X and Instagram and a lot of these social media, the official narrative is not popular anymore. Now that Elon Musk has allowed actual free speech, you'll notice that the mainstream conservative Inc. 
Republican narrative is not popular. And now once you beat their narrative, watch what Republicans call you. The conservative ink ones, they'll call you anti-Semitic. They'll call you. I saw them calling some girl a Nazi on Twitter. I was like, really? You're going to call this chick a Nazi because she disagreed with you, psychopath? And then they're calling certain people terrorists and ISIS. And it's like the, the right wing neocon Zionist wing, which is almost everybody, is the same as the left wingers when it comes to racism and sexism. In these words, they exaggerate and want to censor speech because of it. Unironically, I saw a chick that I followed that I like that I'm not going to say her name because I think she's a sweetheart. Um, she posted free speech is not hate speech. And I'm like, what is hate speech? The truth sounds like hate speech to someone who hates the truth. The Democrats hate the truth. Uh, the media hates the truth. Half the country hates the truth. You know, you can't even say there's two genders. That's hate speech. And you get kicked off social media for saying there's two genders. So it's like, now you have Republicans and conservatives saying that hate speech is not free speech and trying to make the argument that if they hate the speech you're saying, that, that they could shut it down. And they're unironically saying this. And, and even like all the comments are like, what the hell are you talking about? Dave Rubin's getting ratioed on every comment because it's intellectually and logically inconsistent with his entire persona. But the thing is, there's a reason what I'm telling, there's a reason I, I, I want to show you this again. Hopefully I'm afraid to hit it because it's going to freeze. Hold on. Hopefully it doesn't freeze. Uh, please don't freeze. Please don't freeze. Let's see. Come on. D don't do it to me. I shouldn't have hit it. Oh, well. Let's see. Okay, it didn't freeze. Got you. All right. So I want to show you this. There's a reason people are being intellectually inconsistent. And there's a reason that I knew this before they locked down. I'm just going to read it again to bring this conversation home. I said before they locked the country down, they're going to use this to push medical tyranny, mandated vaccines, government mandated lockdowns, authoritarian power grabs, even bigger speed censorship. Life will never be the same. And Trump doesn't have a magic plan to save you till the end of time. I said that before they locked down America. People said I had Trump derangement syndrome. You don't understand. Trump does have a plan. Other people said there is no vaccine. What are you talking about? They're not going to mandate a vaccine. They're not going to censor me. We're going to be out of our houses in 14 days, whatever. It's for the virus, for fighting the China Wuhan flu. You know, everybody has something to say. But what I'm, I'm not bringing that up to brag, although I do like to talk about myself, but in general, I'm bringing it up to tell you there's a reason I knew that. There's a reason 99.9% .9 of conservative influencers didn't say that. There's a reason if you go find that post on Twitter now, you'll see your favorite conservative influencer in the comment section crying about my extremely accurate take that is ions ahead of what they could think of. I, there's a reason I knew that. And I'm the point that I'm trying to get you, I could sit here and act like I'm a freaking Q, Q and honor and be like, Ugh, I, I, mem I memorized the numerology geometria code. Trump's going to arrest the pedophiles on Guantanamo. McCain's alive. He lives on Pluto. The Antarctica, John Kerry's going to drink a Slurpee. And when he drinks the Slurpee, Trump's going to send the deep state after him because they're on our side now. Like I could sit here and act like I'm a magician and I just knew it because I saw a message from Jesus or something. But the reality is I do love my Lord and Savior. But in general, the reason I knew that is because I followed the facts and the logic and the clues. And I didn't just idol worship Trump or, or, or hate on him or do some other weird stuff. So what I'm saying with what's going on now there's a reason Dave Rubin is intellectually and logically inconsistent. There's a reason 
that Ben Shapiro is intellectually and logically inconsistent. There's a reason Jordan Peterson is intellectually and logically inconsistent. There's a reason that Dan Bongino is completely off on this topic. There's a reason that Ron DeSantis passed speech laws through this country. There's a reason that Donald Trump passed speech laws through this country. You're not allowed to talk about it, so I'm just going to do a hypothetical. Hypothetically, Donald Trump said he'd never take money, which is why everybody liked him. Hypothetically, Donald Trump took hundreds of millions of dollars from a mega donor. And then hypothetically, he passed speech laws that you're not allowed to notice. And it's a hate speech violation for even noticing why. I, I, I like I, I don't know why people don't want to look at reality and they just want to get mad at me all the time. There's a reason I'm right a lot of times. It's because I, I, I pay attention to things that people don't want to see. Like, I don't want to see that because I like Donald Trump because he's like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in my head and he's going to beat up my enemies. Ugh. Okay, then you could just lie to your what, – what are you, a child? You need like Santa Claus or something? Go go to Comic-Con, dress up as Pikachu, get your thrills, and go home and be a man. It's not You're not a man if you just lie to yourself because you don't want to know the truth. There's a reason that all these people are being inconsistent. And once you figure out the reason that they're all being inconsistent, the press is going to turn against you. The right-wing press is going to treat you worse than the left-wing press does. Uh, conservative Inc. and all these major publications. And, you know, the funniest thing about Charlie Kirk, he's like, oh, the donors taking DeSantis, donors and DeSantis. It's like, yeah, no, he's right. DeSantis does take donor money. Where do you think Turning Point USA gets all their money? You think they just, it hatches off a tree? They get their money from donors too. Uh, but in general, long story short, there's a reason everyone's wrong. They're not making mistakes all the time. Like Donald Trump didn't make a mistake when he signed Operation Warp Speed or put Fauci on the top. Like you made a mistake for thinking that these are all just majestic. Oh, Dave Rubin's intellectually consistent about everything except for one topic that he's majestically just backwards on. And now he doesn't believe in the First Amendment. And now he's willing to say that a protest is illegal because they're saying something he doesn't like. Well, who's to say that Dave Rubin shouldn't be kicked off a college campus then? You know what I'm saying? Ben Shapiro. I stood up for Ben Shapiro, even though I think he's a controlled opposition loser who makes some valid points, because I'm actually consistent. I don't want to beat Ben Shapiro by censoring him off the internet, although he'd probably be happy to do that to me. Um, I want him to speak at college campus. Ben Shapiro doesn't scare me, and he shouldn't scare you. Is he a little rude? Sure. Does he make gay people feel uncomfortable? Probably. Does he make Muslims feel uncomfortable? Probably. But this is America, and Ben Shapiro should be allowed to speak on a college campus. But then people like Dave Rubin and Ben Shapiro and all these intellectual dweeb heads or whatever, what do they call themselves? The intellectual dickwads or the oh, intellectual dark web. I couldn't remember. Intellectual whatever. You know, all these people that they made their whole career off of, we believe in free speech on college campuses. They'll turn around and say, actually, you know what? Not for these guys. The same argument that you're making for the Palestinian protesters can be used against Ben Shapiro. He's got rhetoric. He's He wrote articles that literally say he's okay with killing civilians. Literally. Ben Shapiro has written articles that say that he's totally fine with killing civilians. So, I mean, that's extreme. That's like extreme rhetoric where you're like borderline you know, being like a little too far, but he's allowed to speak on a college campus and I'll still defend his right to speak on it because what he wrote in a publication years ago shouldn't ban him from public speech forever, you know, in America. I, I don't believe that. But he won't give that same luxury to you because nothing these people say they actually believe. And if the people who listen to them think that they're just making a mistake, you're making a mistake. They get away with it because they know that people are stupid. So, but I will say, and I'm not trying to be rude, most people are waking up. It's a beautiful thing. If you read the comment section on all this stuff, everybody's waking up. So I'm not, I, I know I'm being a little rough around the edges today, and I'm like, you people, you know, I'm being kind of a dick. But in general, 
it's like the it, it's getting to the point where every day, every week, every month, every year, people are waking up. And the more and more people that wake up, eventually the truth is the truth. You know, I believe in God. I believe in the truth. And I believe the truth is like a pillar. It might be unpopular. It, it might not be fun. People might not like it. But eventually it's just, it's like undeniable. And with the internet, especially, that's why they try so hard to censor everything. Because it's like, you know, in a free market of ideas, their narrative around the climate of the planet doesn't necessarily hold up to scrutiny, especially when the rules and regulations that they're doing to stop it are going to destroy farmlands and not even change the climate of the planet. You know, when it comes to the pharmaceutical industry, the reason they want to censor so much is because when there's a free market of ideas, their propaganda doesn't match up. Travis Kelsey is one of the most famous football players in the world, and he's got to hide the comment section when he talks about Pfizer because in a free market of ideas, one of the most popular players isn't popular because his ideas suck and his you know, him selling out to the pharmaceutical industry is disgusting. He's a loser. I don't care how much money and fame he has, his little fake business relationship with Taylor Swift so they could just cross promote fans or whatever, do a deal with the NFL. It's like, okay. Uh, but long story short, it's like they're like anytime they try to censor certain speech, 99.9 .9 times out of a hundred, they're doing it because they can't win a fair argument. And when it comes to all this stuff that they're doing under the guise of hate speech, they're not doing it to save you. They're not doing it to make people feel comfortable. And here's a point that I really want to get through because in America, it's not a perfect country. Unfortunately, I want everyone to feel comfortable. I want little kids that are growing up, whether they're Muslim or Jewish, I want them to feel safe. I want Jews in Beverly Hills to feel safe. But you know what? I think people in Beverly Hills, not just Jewish people, but everyone, nobody feels safe anymore because this country is becoming a third world shithole. So, you know, your chances of getting your car jacked, it's not going to be because of your race or religion. It's going to be because the cities are getting overrun by thugs and gangs. But in general, it's like I want everyone to feel safe in America. And I don't think anybody should go on a college campus and feel bad. But, you know, Gay people say that Candace Owens makes her uncomfortable. So what? Candace can't speak on college campuses because this the transgender activist doesn't feel good because Candace is pregnant. Like what? What? You know, we 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 should make a safe society. But at, at the end of the day, it's like we can't please speech and ideas to to the point where nobody can talk or say the truth anymore. So I want to say this too: speech regulation creates more hate. It makes less trust. You know what I'm saying? Like I. I never cared about this topic because I actually don't care. When it comes to like Israel and Palestine and Muslims and Christians and Jews, I'm kind of like a hippie where like I just want to hang out with everybody. Like some of my favorite people are Jewish. I've met some great Muslim people over the years that have changed my perspective. You know what I'm saying? I've met some amazing Christians. I've met some cool atheists. It's like I, I think there's good people in every race, religion, and all 10,000 genders. Uh, so I'm like a chill guy. But what made me dive down this rabbit hole of ideas that I figured out is I just asked the question one time on Twitter. I just, because I kept seeing people say that being Jewish was a race. And then I keep, kept saying it was like a religion. And I was like, I just asked the question because I, I thought it was just a religion. I didn't understand there was an ethnicity component to it too. I was, I just didn't know anything about it. So I asked the question, I said, is being Jewish a race or a religion? That's the that was my first, like, let me just ask this because I'm legitimately confused. And half my comments were calling me anti-Semitic. They're like, you anti-Semite, you anti-Semite. And I was like, 
I just want, I don't know. It's like if I said, is Islam a religion or is it a culture? Because Islam's not just a religion. It's like, it's a religion that's supposed to dictate societies. Like in a perfect Islamic religion, it's also the code of ethics for everybody to follow. So it's like, you know, it's like if I asked that question, they said I hated them. It just like freaked me out. And I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Because then some were like, it's a race, you anti-Semite. I was like, okay. And they're like, it's a religion, you anti-Semite. It's this, it's that, it's both, it's neither. It's like, people just start freaking out at me. So that's why, that's when I woke up to this stuff. I was like, what the hell? I've, I'm just, I'm just asking. I don't care. I don't give a shit what it is to you. I'm not stopping you. I'm just curious. And then I realized I was like, oh, that's a sensitive topic. I understand why. But then I like everything I started figuring out, everyone just kept yelling at me more and more and more. It's like, uh, if you figure, if you ask like a question, you're like, okay, so the climate's changing, but there's volcanoes under the ice glaciers. And, you know, are, are we sure that like, you know, digging lithium mines for batteries and, you know, shutting off farms? Are we are we sure that's going to save the planet because Leonardo DiCaprio told you to? And people look at you and they say, oh, what are you, an anti-climate denier? Oh, what are you, a conspiracy theorist? Oh, what are you, a right-wing extremist? And you're like, no, I'm just not an idiot. I don't know. I, I used to believe in all of that stuff. And then I started asking questions. And then everybody started looking at me with 15 heads. You know, I saw Dave Rubin and one of the Weinstein brothers. I forget which one, if it was Brett or Eric. I want to say it was Eric. You know, Dave Rubin did a comedy thing. Uh, it wasn't very funny, but whatever. And uh, Eric Weinstein opened for him or something and didn't wasn't funny at all. He was just being a liberal. But anyway, uh, after the thing, there was a question and answer. And he was talking about climate change on the stage, the Weinstein brother. And I said, hey, my man, I said, I hit him with all my evidence. I said, listen, I'm not saying that the climate's not changing, but I was like, you know, uh, this glacier's growing faster than ever. There's volcanoes under ice glaciers. Like I hit him with real science and he like didn't know what to say. He's like, oh, <laughs> it's like, you know, he didn't call me any names or anything. He was a nice guy, but it's like, it's all these narratives. It's, it's like, if you don't vote Democrat, you're a racist. And you know, that's the game that the right plays uh, with anti-Semitism. So I'm just saying in general, I've made other streams you know, pray for the innocent lives lost, pray for the victims, pray for everybody on both sides of the equation that have to deal with all the BS that's going on. It's, it's truly evil. Uh, with that being said, every time there's a tragedy, America has to give up something. I went to the store and try, I went to a store that I usually get like a, a made for dinner and I get it because it's pretty good stuff and it's like cheap. It's like 12 bucks, 10 bucks. That's not cheap, but it, it is nowadays. Anyway, Pot roast was $20. It went from $10 to $20 in three weeks. Everything's expensive in this country. We're spending $200 billion to Zelensky. Crime is up everywhere. Everybody I know in big cities are getting robbed. Democrat activists are getting killed every week now because they live in shitty New York and Los Angeles and San Francisco. Our country's an absolute mess. It's an absolute mess. And you're telling me that a foreign country is going to tell everyone that they're ISIS if they're silent on a topic like this is and you got a bunch of right wingers saying that they, they want to ban protests and speech over. It's like, dude, this is becoming such a freaking joke. It's like, you, you know, at what point can an American citizen be like, listen, why can't our country come together over border security, but they could come together over a foreign war? Why is Lindsey Graham more concerned about Ukraine and Israel than he is America? You can't ask these questions because they'll call you an anti-Semite, especially because of Zelensky. But in general, long story short, it's like, isn't that a little weird? And the way these, these two units, they work in unison, the Republican and the Democrat Party, even with Trump and DeSantis, it's still a uniparty. The Republicans will start the war. 
the Democrats will do it anyway. The establishment Democrats agree, but the activists in the streets disagree, but it doesn't matter because the Democrats don't listen to them anyway. It's like left-wing activists. They think they have a say. They don't. But anyway, it's like the Uniparty will start a war. They'll just kill a bunch of people. They'll respond to a terrorist attack and make like millions of people homeless. They'll de destabilize an entire region. And then the right wing destabilizes the region and calls for, the, for an attack. And then the left wing brings them to America. And then the left wing brings them to uh, Europe. And then the left wing, you know, it's like they, these two tandems, they work in unison. George Bush does the bombing. You know what I'm saying? The Democrats bring them in. Obama does the bombing. Nobody realizes it because he's cool or whatever. And then they bring the refugees here. Now you have all the Republicans, including DeSantis, calling for escalation of war. And then they're going to the left's going to bring the refugees here and they're going to be like, oh, we didn't know. We didn't we treat, we didn't want to bring them here. Yeah, but you 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 just made millions of people homeless. You just destroyed their homes. You know what I'm saying? What do you think was going to happen? It's like the same logic that Republicans will fund big pharma. 18 billion dollars and then they're like who would have known they were gonna scam us <laughs> it's like everyone with a brain i don't know robert f kennedy me dr shiva candace owens like anybody like you get what i'm saying and to be honest you know i want to give some credit where it's due candace owens was one of the few people that called out the vaccine mandates in 2019 it was me rfk shiva candace owens was the biggest mainstream figure that called it out it's because she's not as compromised as everybody else. She's not compromised like that. So she says that stuff. And everyone else that's like, I didn't see it. They saw it. They're just compromised. Like Candace has a soul. And I truly believe, I know I'm biased because I'm friends with Candace. But in general, it's like she was ahead of the mandatory vaccines. Do you think she has foresight? Like she just closed her eyes and said, oh, I'm a wizard. I fit. You think we did that? We just sat in a room with lights and figured it out. No, we we, we could see. They're trying. They were trying to push mandatory vaccines in California and New Jersey. So we all said we were against it. At the time, Ben Shapiro was making videos justifying mandatory vaccines. T to Ben Shapiro's credit, when mandatory vaccines came under COVID, he went against them. And I have to give him credit. I did not expect that. All of a sudden, now Ben Shapiro has better vaccine policy than Donald Trump. That's a weird thing. Donald, <laughs> This is how fake a lot of these people are. Donald Trump comes into office as a vaccine skeptic. He ends up being the biggest vaccine salesman in modern history. Ben Shapiro says he's pro-mandatory vaccine in 2019. Look it up on his page. He says it's totally fine. And the libertarian argument against mandatory vaccines doesn't make sense because it's like poisoning a well that everyone has to drink in. Like ben, That's what Ben Shapiro was saying in 2019. Fast forward three years, Trump goes from a vaccine skeptic to a vaccine salesman, and then Ben Shapiro's fighting mandates, and Trump's saying his vaccine saved the world. It's like, it's like you know what I'm saying? The inconsistencies are all over, but I do appreciate Ben for, you know, stepping up in that category when it mattered. But long story short, uh, you know, this is what's going on. It's not, if, if this is the last thing I'm going to say, one, People are waking up because at the end of the day, everyone has access to everything. And the more you listen to the people lying to you, once you hear the truth from someone else and counter it and you get called 15 names, you realize that these people don't know what they're talking about. But in general, I'm going to be positive. A lot of people are waking up. I, I've never seen so many people that know exactly what's going on and are willing to counter the narrative of like mainstream society on 15 different topics. So that's positive to see. But also when it comes to the Republican Party, like the whole Trump versus DeSantis thing, like vote for who you want to vote for. You know, there's elements of both of them that I like. I think that DeSantis is better at leading uh, domestically, but 
you know, I don't like what like some of the stuff he's been saying the last couple of weeks. I saw him on on a left wing news station. I forget which one it was, but I saw DeSantis recently on a left wing news saying, "Oh, conspiracy theory, this and that." And it's like you, you idiot, you liar, DeSantis. Like, listen, if you think it's a conspiracy theory, fine, but conspiracy theories, quote unquote, that's our history, DeSantis. Our entire history from like 1960, 1970, 1980. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's not a joke. It's not something that Alex Jones made up. It's in CBS now, DeSantis. It's on Wikipedia now, DeSantis. It got released in the JFK files, DeSantis. It was exposed that the incubator story from the Gulf War was a woman from an embassy. She was the daughter of, of somebody overseas, and she planted that story to coax America into war. So you don't have to agree with somebody who disagrees with the narrative, DeSantis, but you scumbag just basically bashing everybody and be like, oh, this is no, this has no place in our party. Well, then you just lost my vote, DeSantis. Kiss my ass. I hope Trump beats you by 40 points, even though he's a sellout too. Trump's going to sell out too, but he's a funnier sellout. Um, but in general, it's like, you know, I'm not going to, now I, I don't even want to write this name guy's name on a piece of paper. I'm not saying that you have to believe every stupid theory that's on Twitter about what happened, but it's like, you got the guy that wants to be so different, just saying the same old nonsense, trying to shame American citizens who are taking, and then you got a country calling you ISIS. If you're silent, it's like, what do you want me to do? I guess my only right as an American is to say whatever you want about war. That's or else I'm a terrorist, right? That's the narrative that you you see going on in the neocon right now. They're saying if you don't agree with us, you're a terrorist. If you're silent, you're a terrorist. If you question anything, you're a terrorist and a conspiracy theorist and an anti-Semite. That even though all like literally, this is just reality. The top two stories from the first two weeks of the Ukraine war were fake provably fake. They're all admitting they're fake. Okay. The snake Island story that Zelensky pushed. And because Zelensky said it, American press said it, and they acted like it was gospel. It is proven to not be true. What Zelensky told the press and what everyone covered from right wing to left wing to all the freaking idiots that I follow on Instagram, these stupid Republican co compromised accounts, just coaxing you into war all the time. Hey, Patriots, oh, Trump, 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 Trump. And then when a war starts, they turn into George W. Bush scumbags. But anyway, it's like snake. The, that story was the biggest story of the first two weeks of the Ukraine war. And it was fake. And then ghost of Kiev was the other big story. And that was fake. So now I'm supposed to just completely remember what just happened and just say everything that everyone's saying. There's going to be propaganda on both sides. You know, and I'm not saying it's just one sided. I'm sure Palestine's going to do shit, too. I'm I'm being patient because I don't want to be inaccurate. And all the people that jumped to conclusions during the Ukraine war lied to their audience. And I don't want to lie. So I'd rather be quiet than incorrect and i'd rather observe and, and and be intelligent than just spew stuff but apparently according to a country that our country is aligned with you are literally isis now if you're silent silence is isis i mean this is really creepy like listen god bless israel god bless the israelis you know what i'm saying god like i i only wish them peace and love but to to watch them basically say even with your silence if you your silence is supporting isis like the what do you think the establishment's going to do to you if they think that you're isis for being silent like we've already seen them dehumanize us in recent history we've already seen that i've already watched them 
lock us in the house. And and I'm not blaming anyone in particular for the idiot journalist who writes stupid shit all the time. Oh, he said this and that. And they just start connecting things I said and just thinking the worst of me. But anyway, long story short, it's like there were a lot of people in on it. But I was told if I go to a beach to get sun, I'm uh, hurting everybody. I'm, I'm, an, I'm a terrorist now because it's like a health threat to everybody. I heard that if I protest the lockdown, it's equivalent to violence because you're killing people. They said that Donald Trump killed hundreds of thousands of people with COVID-19. They said they called him Ron Death Santis, and they said he killed people. So we've already watched how the press, the establishment, and the uniparty, but especially the Democrats in this instance, dehumanized anybody who wanted the First Amendment, the right to protest, the right to leave their house, the right to exercise, the right to keep their jobs. A hundred thousand businesses went under. You know, this is the most frustrating part about all this inflation. Is Biden a good president? No. Is Biden helping? No. Is Biden amazing? No. Is Biden a socialist? Yes. But Trump also led to this inflation. If Trump would have won the election, inflation would have hit very similar. I think gas prices would have been better. He has a better gas policy. Um, but a lot of this other stuff, it was bound to happen because everything shut down and Trump just started pumping money into the system and he handed everybody a COVID-19 Trump check, which apparently made the hood like Donald Trump. And now the hood loves Trump because he gave him a socialist stimulus check and they love that. It's hilarious. But anyway, it's like in general, like, both parties did this to us, but they constantly just point back and forth. And it's like, you know, oh, I didn't know they were going to do oh, it's like it's, it's like a, it's like Tom and Jerry. You know, I used to use this analogy all the time. I haven't brought it up in months, but Tom and Jerry, the whole part, the whole part or point of the episode is they chase each other. And the reason Tom and Jerry has, I don't know, a dozen seasons. I don't know how many seasons of Tom and Jerry there are. There's probably numerous episodes of it how is there always a new episode? It's because they never catch the mouse. You know, the, the cat never catches the mouse. The whole plot is like, he's going to, what is it? I'm trying to not mess it up. Tom is the cat. Jerry's the little cute mouse and the cat never catches the mouse. And it, it's like, if you like Trump or DeSantis so much that you think he's going to like save America, it's like thinking that like Tom's going to catch Jerry and getting like pissed off every episode. Cause you listen to like Dan Bongino, you're like, Oh, oh day of jihad. Ah, I thought we were going to kiss him. It's like, you, you think that cause you're listening to people that are in on it, basically just like painting this false illusion that like one day your side's going to do something, but they're not even trying to the writers of Tom and Jerry they don't want Tom to catch Jerry. If Tom ever catches Jerry, the show's over. And that's the Republican Party. They're 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 glorified, you know, just there to lose. It's like they're do, 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 and, and like, oh, he almost got Nancy Pelosi, but he didn't. It's because it's Tom and Jerry. The show's over when they catch each other, and they're purposely never catching each other. There's a reason he said he was going to lock Hillary Clinton up and then gave her a standing ovation. It's not a mistake. He doesn't give a shit about you. You just want him to. So you pretend like he does. I'm just being honest. It's like the show ends when people realize what the show is. If you start, if you stop watching Tom and Jerry, because you said, you know what? I just watched 50 episodes and I realized he's never going to catch him. So I'm, I'm over it. Then they have to change the plot. It's the same with politicians. They're never going to change this plot. If, People are so foolish. And honestly, it takes two to tango. The left is mind controlled beyond belief. I mean, they're like mind controlled into depression. They're all like, oh, I don't even notice the crime in my neighborhood. You don't? I, I do. That's why I don't, you can't even pay me to go to your cities anymore. I mean, they're literal shitholes now. Um, 
And I, I say that as a person, like, I'm not going, you know, I'm not saying, oh, it's a shithole. And then I go there. I'm not going. I haven't been to New York. I haven't been to LA in years. I'm not going to the Democrat shitholes because they can't fix it. So it's like Democrats are brainwashed. Their cities are falling apart. They don't know what gender they are. You know what I'm saying? They're like their whole ideology is a lie. They don't want border security. Okay, then just ruin everything, whatever. And then you get to the right and everybody thinks they're so much better because they have better domestic policy, but they're running circles around false plots and false narratives. And at the end of the day, the Republican establishment, and I would include DeSantis and Trump in that now, they tell you what you want to hear and then they fall short because they're not even actually trying. There's certain things that they do try on. It's just not for you. Look at the executive orders. It's like they pass an executive order to quash protests on a college campus. Trump passed an executive order to, to do a universal flu vaccine that Bill Gates told him to in a meeting a year prior. And I say that because it's public information. I don't have secret information that I can't tell you. It's all public. Bill Gates spoke to the press in 2018 and he said, I just talked to Donald Trump. We talked about a universal flu vaccine and, and modernizing flu vaccines. And he's really gung-ho about it. And then in 2019, Trump takes exactly what Bill Gates told the press and pushes it through executive order. It's not a mistake, guys. He's not tripping over Jared Kushner's feet. By It's not a mistake. It's Tom and Jerry. You know what I'm saying? Same with DeSantis. He's not passing speech laws as a mistake. He doesn't give a shit. He'll do what he has to do in America, but he'll always play ball in that direction. And it's fine until it's not fine. You know what I'm saying? Like It's like with America, Trump was doing good until he wasn't doing good. You know, He was crushing until he wasn't. He was, you know, the economy was up until it was down. And it's like, we could think that that was just a mistake from China to get him out of office. That's a stupid narrative. That's a fake narrative also. It's like, oh, the China did it to America. You mean the Chinese lab that America was also funding? You mean the Chinese lab that America was working in? That one? Yeah? No? Do you ever hear Trump take American credit for it? No, because America blames China. China blames America. He calls it the Wuhan flu. They say you did it. You know, Fauci says this. They say it's like Tom and Jerry. Everyone's got a narrative because they're all, you know, and even if it was China, although America was involved in that lab, if it was China, China didn't lock down America. America could have kept their country open and we could have ran circles around the, the, the Chinese government. And to those who say we couldn't, we're the United States of America. We're supposed to be the freest country in the world. Do you know why Sweden didn't lock down and Donald communist Trump was telling Sweden to lock down like a communist? He's like, oh, you should have locked down like me. Trump is such a controlled op idiot. But anyway, you know, there's why didn't Sweden lock down? Because they have a constitution and their constitution of Sweden, I don't know if it's called a constitution or it's their version of a constitution, but in that, it specified that they couldn't do it. So the politicians decided we're going to go for herd immunity. But a large portion of the reason that Sweden decided to do that is because they came to the determination that they their government didn't have the power to do a lockdown. You would think America would be ahead of Sweden, but Donald communist Trump told Sweden to lock down and we locked down. And he said that he quarterbacked it. And then he said he never did it. It's like, what the hell? You get what I'm saying? So it's like, you could say that we, oh, the Chinese, oh, the China virus made Donald Trump give $18 billion to Pfizer and Moderna. Oh, the China virus made us shut down. Oh, they didn't make us do anything. We did that all. You think that we couldn't have stayed open like Sweden? We could have, but we didn't. You know what I'm saying? But long story short, Either you tell yourself that these are all mistakes. It's the same as watching Tom and Jerry. Dude, oh, it's, you know, it's like people are in denial on in the Republican Party. It's like, dude, I come in, I'm like, you know that that's the show. The show is the cat chases the mouse, but he never gets there. 
That's the plot. He's never going to get the mouse. He's almost going to get him every episode, but he's never going to actually get him where the show would end. If he just ate the mouse, it's over. They got to make another season of this, dude. And then like the Republicans are like, no, 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 no. Trump, Tom, he's he's going to, he he almost got the mouse, but Jared Kushner tricked him or Fauci tricked him or all his advisors tricked him or Hillary tricked him. He's playing 5D chess. He gave him money to expose him. It's like, it's, they're in denial. It's like, okay, then keep watching. You know, I like Tom and Jerry. It's one of my favorite cartoons. But in general, it's like people are in denial in the Republican Party. But the interesting part, and all I ask people to do at this point is read, you know, have conversations with people, read what other people are saying and counter it with what you already know. Because at the end of the day, dude, it's not popular what the Republican establishment is doing. Dave Rubin says he wants to get rid of protests. Everybody in the comment section is ratioing them. Everybody that's saying something stupid, people are awake now. You can't run the George W. Bush, you know, war in Iraq playbook and expect everyone to believe. We already lived through that. And it's especially sloppy because with the Ukraine war, we just lived through two fake stories in two weeks. And I'm not saying every story out of Israel and Palestine is fake. I think a lot of them are real. I'm just saying it's like, you can't shame people, even if you disagree and think it's so terrible, you can't shame them for being skeptical when we just went through a new war a year ago. And the first two stories out of the Ukraine war were provably fake. How are you going to shame people whether it's DeSantis or Shapiro for, for being like, and, and then call them a terrorist if they're silent. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's like if they tried to shut down the world because of a pandemic, they wouldn't be able to do it now because they already did that. You know what I'm saying? Like that worked because it was never done before and it was confusing. The war in Iraq worked because it was a different time. America was good. When America's good, everybody believes that we could go bring good around the world. Well, America's good. We're watching Power Rangers. We're watching Saved by the Bell. It's pretty safe. New York's cleaning up. Giuliani's doing a good job. It makes sense. Let's go give Afghanistan our schools. But when your school's trying to transition your kid and change their gender behind your back and throw you in jail for disagreeing, you don't think anymore that we're going to Palestine to give them gay flags or Afghanistan to give them schools. Nobody believes that shit anymore. Not only is it the same narrative they used during George W. Bush with the, oh, you're a terrorist if you disagree and we need to spy on everybody and shut down protests in order to find Al-Qaeda. Not only is it the same narrative, but at that point, America was good. The economy was good. The schools were good. It was safe. The cities were starting to get cleaned up. The racism was probably at an all-time low naturally because it wasn't being forced down our throats all the time. And everybody actually believed naively that America was so awesome because it was awesome internally that we were going to go overseas and give everyone our awesome, but that was never true. Um, it doesn't work anymore. No one no one even likes our schools. How? Why would I want to go to another country and give them our school when I wouldn't even go to our school? Most smart parents want to homeschool their kids now because our schools are so trash. You know what I'm saying? They'll literally like sexually abuse your kid and then arrest you for disagreeing. Like it's that crazy now. They're like, no, 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 no. They have laws on record that the parent, the teacher can't even tell the parent if the kid wants to switch genders. Like what the, you can't even tell the damn parent. If your school can't tell you if your kid switches gender, your kid shouldn't be in that school. It's not a school. You know, so at that point, it's not a school. It's like your kid's being held captive from you. That's insane. You know, so you want me to believe that we're going to go somewhere now and fix it? Yeah, right. And also, we just spent hundreds of billions of dollars on a war in Ukraine. For what? And I get it. You know, I get that Iran and Qatar, there, there's, it's a dicey situation out there. I totally understand. But like, 
you know, the American people are just not buying the same script anymore. And uh, if they tried to launch a new pandemic, it wouldn't work anymore. I'm not afraid of that either because they already did it now. And if they did it again the same way that they just did it, too many people wouldn't listen. Even now, what's the booster compliance at? It's not very high. They need, you know, that whole thing. People think that was organic. Is this a conspiracy theory too? That one of the most famous football players in the world does a Pfizer commercial. Four days later, Taylor Swift, the most famous woman's on a stage. He's in Pfizer commercials in the television. She's got ads running for the multi-billion dollar tour that she did. It's the most rich tour ever. She's like an economy. Taylor, Taylor Swift is like Iran. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Taylor Swift is like a country at this point. You know, she's got an economy bigger than some countries for her freaking tour. But it's like, I'm just supposed to believe that that happened. These people are so desperate to get vaccines and little kids that they just put a really popular football player with the woman who has more little girls liking her than anyone. And he's the Pfizer guy. Yeah, right. Okay. That's just totally organic. Just happened out of the blue. Yeah, right. Okay. But anyway, it's like if they try to do another lockdown, I, I don't think it would work in most areas because it's the same playbook. So, you know, God bless you. God bless your family. God bless America. God bless the world. God bless Israel and God bless Palestinians. Like, I don't want anyone, Israelis, Palestinians, God bless both. I don't want anyone to get hurt. I know that's a controversial opinion. I know that's now going to be considered like an offense now that you actually care about kids on both sides and innocent victims on both sides. But it is what it is. Like, I, you know, at the end of the day, all I have in this world is my soul. I mean, I have a lot of stuff, but in general, it's like, I'm not going to be a liar. You know what I'm saying? I, there's that you can't pay me to lie. You can't scare me to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm either going to shut up and say nothing or say the truth. Those are the only options I have. Sometimes I shut up because silence is golden. Like the Four Seasons said, if you've never heard that song, the Four Seasons, silence is golden. But you get what I'm saying? Like there's nothing wrong with good, good silence sometimes, not because you're a terrorist, because sometimes everyone doesn't need to talk about everything. Everyone doesn't need to have an opinion. My opinion doesn't matter. To those who don't like my foreign policy, guess what? You're in luck. No one cares what I have to think. I'm, I'm not changing foreign policy. None of the parties agree with me. And, you know, it's not like I could shift foreign policy anyway. So you're in luck. I don't call the shots. So it doesn't even matter. But in general, when it comes to the United States of America, this is what I believe. I think that our Constitution is special and I don't want to give up my First Amendment. So if there's a school shooting, it's tragic. It's horrific. I will pray for the victims. I will condemn violence and terrorism. But I will not say that it's time to take my gun because of a school shooting. You know what I'm saying? So they always use a tragedy and try to take away people's stuff with the tragedy. And they're, they, they've been for years pushing legislation to take away our stuff under the guise of anti-Semitism and under the guise of being hating Israel. I don't hate Israel. I love Israel. I love Israelis. I just don't believe that hate speech laws should be passed in our country. And here's the interesting part. They will say that it's anti-Semitism to say that any politician or any person is subservient to Israel or something like that's anti-Semitism, right? But in America, you can criticize America. There's no hate speech law about criticizing Trump. There's no, there's no rule that says you have to criticize America as much as you criticize Saudi Arabia, or you can't criticize America more than you criticize other democratic nation. But one of the anti-Semitism rules that DeSantis passed through legislation, Trump passed through legislation, it's on the State Department website, and, and everybody's trying to pass them into American law, it says that you can't criticize Israel 
more than you criticize other democratic nations. So what does it mean if America pleases what you say about Israel more than America pleases what you say about America? I'm going to ask that question again. What does it say about the United States of America that you are free to criticize your own government more than other democratic nations, but you're not? They please speech for a foreign country more than they please speech about our country. And I don't want them to please speech for our country. And to the dingbat lady named Karen, shout out to all the other Karens. We love you, Karens, but not that Karen. We love you too, Karen, but you're annoying. Anyway, she's like, you're jealous. You're, you sound jealous. Jealous of what? Jealous of who? What am I jealous? Because I believe in the First Amendment, I'm jealous? I don't criticize America because I hate America. I love America. And I wish more people were grateful for America, but I don't want to pass a hate speech law that says that you must, it pleases how much you can and can't criticize America. But Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump and the Republican establishment and the Democrat establishment are trying to pass into American life saying that there's a certain country which has 20 rules that you can and can't say. So it's hate speech to say that this is happening. It's hate speech to notice. It's hate speech to tell the truth about it. It's a, it's a hate speech offense to admit that it's happening. And Josh Howley, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, blowhards like you know who, they're all either completely oblivious, either they're way stupider than they act like they are, or they're in on it. Because at this point, it's obvious. It's been happening for four years in this party. They, there's no possible way they can't know. If they do everything that I do every day, they know. They're not stupid. They don't care. They're inconsistent for a reason. Why? I don't know. Tribalism? Connections? You know? It's like if you're part of something and then you criticize it, maybe then they won't let you be a part of it. I don't know what it is, but you guys can figure it out. You guys are smart people, but I'm not jealous. I'm not hateful. I believe the First Amendment's important, and I know that they're going to use this tragedy to take away our rights. And the Republican Party is worse now. It's like, dude, it, I can't believe this is happening. But a lot of people do get it, so I'm not, I'm not trying to poo-poo it, but like, it's like this art. This is why I used to not be a Republican. I joined the Republican Party because I thought it was different. And I'm almost forced to vote Republican because the Democratic Party is so disgraceful. There's nothing there. It's not the Democratic Party of like Clinton or freaking Kennedy or anything. And I'm not saying Clinton was like the best, but honestly, Clinton was probably better than half the Republicans now. Like Democrats used to be moderate. But anyway, Long story short, like I can't vote Republican. There's nowhere for me to go. I can't vote Democrat. Democrats suck. They suck at like everything. I'm not voting Democrat. But I thought we were past the George Bush era. I, we're not. It's literally like now. This is how this is how stupid people are. They can just flip it in like a week, and then all of a sudden, Democrats now all of a sudden care about free speech when they never cared about it before. And Republicans are trying to cancel free speech and protests and start wars that create a refugee crisis, and then the Democrats are going to bring them here. It's like, how did they do this so quickly? I know how they did it, but I also know that a lot of people are catching on. It's just so nuts where I was like, does anyone pay attention anymore? And this is why everybody says, oh, you have Trump derangement syndrome. You have Trump derangement syndrome. No, if you just follow a character in politics, you're going to get tricked. It's you got to read the legislation. You got to 
figure out what's going on. If you're only like, like when I listen to the people that like Ron DeSantis on Twitter, most of them are very annoying. And they're, it's like an idol worshiping of Ron DeSantis, the same way they hate that the Trump people do it. And it's like, they're just professional DeSantis dick riders. And like, they just fight with Trump people all day. And the Trump people are like professional Trump dick riders. And they just like fight with the DeSantis people all day and it's like does anybody have critical thinking skills anymore and then one night something happens and then i, I see people that say oh free speech is hate speech. it's like what the hell how did they get <laughs> how do they do this so fast it's so crazy and i remember the funniest thing too is like when trump surged in the polls it was like the craziest thing to me because like for three weeks everybody was like dude trump it kind of sucks now desantis is doing better there were polls out there that were like DeSantis was up like 64%. And then they did the Alvin Bragg arrest. And overnight, the poll swung in Trump's favor. And everyone's like, we got to stand. It's like, guys, people are so like, all you have to do is do one thing. And then everybody does what everyone, everyone says. Like you're so it's ever. And I'm like, what actually changed though? Besides the arrest? Like, did he say something honest? They're like, no, it's just like they changed the script and, and, and it's season four. And now everybody like that's how easy it is for people to move. They just move when they're told to move. So it's like, you know, now I don't like the Democratic Party. I would never vote for the Democratic Party. They don't run our country, but I'm seeing like more reasonable statements from some Democrats now. It's like they're they're saying like not all of them. Some of them are psychos, but like they're saying something like reasonable in the rights. Like you're a terrorist. You're a piece of shit. Rah, 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 rah. Bomb them, bomb them, kill them, kill them, create a refugee crisis. Rah, 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 rah. Yeah. Take away the protest. Take away the speech. Like, dude, like you're like bloodlusting so hard. You're, you're going right back to the George W. Bush era. And it's like, what the hell? And this is why people, this is why like, we're never going to have a good coalition on our party is because like there's for good reason, people don't like Republicans. And for good reason, people don't like Democrats. And if you always define yourself by what you don't like and you believe people based on who you hate, you're always, it's the same emotion. It's like obsessing over Trump or hating Trump. It's the same thing. Overly emotional, focused on the character, not looking at what he does is going to lead you off path no matter which side you're on. And it's like, that's, you know, the divide and conquer is actually genius. It's like, you got left and right, you got black and white, you got multiculturalism, you got red and blue. You got Trump and DeSantis. You got Trump and Biden. You got Israel and Palestine. Now you have conservatives saying that protesting should be shut down because it's actually terrorism, but it's like, they're going to, they're already saying that about you. So you don't want to be, you don't want to think about this a little more because if someone makes a call to violence, that's not protected by the first amendment. And I don't think it ever will be. Okay. But if one person does that at a protest and there's 10,000 people there, do you shut down the whole protest because that one person did that? Or do you arrest that one person or you det detain them and talk to them? Or, like, you don't want to think about that a little bit because there could be a Trump protest and one person at a Trump protest could call for violence. And that person could be a plant. If you guys determine that one person saying that at a protest, you can ban a protest from a country like France is doing now and other countries are doing and they're trying to do in America, then all they have to do is plant one person there, say some crazy shit. It could be a Fed or whoever. And then that it could be the other side. It could be a Democrat, whatever. It could be an idiot Trump supporter, whatever. And they could shut down your whole protest. So you don't want to think about what you're doing. If there's an entire protest on the street of people calling for violence, that's not protected by the First Amendment. That's insane. And I'll agree with you. That's frightening and should be looked at. But that's not what's happening everywhere in the country right now. They're not doing that. You know what I'm saying? And if someone is doing that, they should be looked at and talked to. But 
if one person does it at like I saw an Israeli guy in the street saying he wanted to kill all Palestinians. Do you think I would say, oh, shut down every Israel? No, Israelis have the right to protest. If they want to go in the streets and wave the Israeli flag and say, you know, we're we need to be heard and our, our plight needs to be heard. That's protected by the First Amendment. And one bad egg in that group or two bad eggs doesn't mean you shut down the whole protest or ban all nationwide. Pro like you get what I'm saying? Like it's so easy to exploit that. It's like when there's a shooting, it's like, well, that means we need to take away guns. It does. That's what it means. And you got Republicans like Dave Rubin, you know what I'm saying? Dave Rubin sandwich. Rubin sandwiches are, yeah, that's what you want to do, Dave. That's cool that France is banning protests. You idiot. But he's not an idiot. He's not stupid. He's logically and intellectually inconsistent because he never believed what he was saying in the first place. It's rules for thee, not for me, just like the Democrats. You know, it's like, I believe in this unless it comes to my ethnicity and my religion. And then I don't believe it. He <laughs> tricked you. Ha <laughs> ha. That's what they do. It's like, all right, Dave, thanks, dude. You know, same with Trump and DeSantis. They're like, we believe in college protests. Just not for that. Okay, so you don't want to think about it a little bit. You're going to say every pro-Palestine protest is a pro-Hamas protest, is an ISIS protest, and your silence is ISIS, and it needs to be shut down and banned. Yeah? Well, don't cry to me when they do that to Trump supporters. Every Trump protest is a January 6th protest, and every dingbat at a Trump rally who yells something stupid is reflecting on all of you. And if anybody says something, you know, that's over the edge, then the whole thing needs to be shut down nationwide. No, you don't want that. I saw one guy post, why isn't why aren't these people being investigated? You want the feds to investigate a Palestinian protester? And then in the next post, you're crying that the feds are investigating you. You don't see the duopoly there. You don't, you're, you don't see the, what is it? A tragedy, a comedy. No, you don't see it. You don't, you don't get how that's already being weaponized against you. They literally think some branches think that the biggest domestic terror threat is Trump supporters and religious people. And they're investigating you like you're ISIS. Now they're investigating you like you're a terrorist. You're the new Al-Qaeda in their eyes for going to church, for voting for Trump, for thinking the election was stolen, for wanting to leave your house. You know what I'm saying? The Gretchen Whitmer plot, a bunch of people said they were going to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer. They found out later that there were more feds than actual people. And that plot, according to the Daily Beast, was hatched by the feds. And they use that as an excuse to try to like go after all lockdown protesters. Oh, you're going to lead to violence. You don't see how that's going to get exploited. Crazy. It's crazy. I, it's crazy that this is happening. It's crazy that so many people are falling for it, but it's beautiful that so many people aren't falling for it. And I'll tell you again, you can't legislate hate speech for opinions, et cetera, and expect people to get along and like each other. It, it builds distrust. It actually makes people more hateful. You get what I'm saying? Me, because I'm a very disciplined person, or I try to be, you can't make me hateful. You know what I'm saying? No matter how much the press tries to call me an anti-Semite, I love Israelis. I love Israel. I love Jews. You know, put that on a shirt. Put that in your thing. Anomaly says he loves Jews. God made all his children. I'm not here to badmouth anybody. There's a lot of great Jews in this world. There's a lot of great Israelis in this world. There's a lot of great Palestinians in this world. Ooh, did I, can I say that? Ooh, am I allowed? 
There's a lot of great Russians in this world. And there's a lot of great Ukrainians in this world. Am I allowed to say that or no? Is that hate speech? They almost want you to be hateful. They almost want to please your speech. They wish I hated them. They wish I hated so they could point to it. But it makes them extra mad that I don't hate them. I'm like, no, I love you. I appreciate you. I'm not jealous. I'm not a victim. I don't think you're hurting me. I don't care. I don't, you know, I don't think Americans are victims, to be quite honest. I'm not saying, oh, you're persecuting us. No, Americans are doing it to themselves. If these people can't wake up, that's human nature. You know what I'm saying? You got to wake up. You got to play your part. You know, if everybody played their role and and peacefully and honestly looked at stuff, this wouldn't be happening. So I don't even think we're victims, but it's like, you know, when you please speech and when you call, like you call somebody an anti-Semite enough times, most people just get annoyed and, and then they like never like you again, or they never like your press publication, or they don't like your political party, or they don't like your organization. Me, you can't make me hateful. I still don't hate you. I'll still read your publication and post good articles that you do. Even when you lie about me, I'll still show love to your people. I'll still show love to your country. I'll still pray for you. I'll still wish for the, cause I know, cause you can't make me with the divide and conquer stuff. You know, one of the greatest things that I'm so grateful for is I've met good people from everywhere. So like growing up, one of my favorite families was Jewish. The mom was really nice to me. The uh, the dad was really nice to me. They'd take me on vacations. Like It was one of my best friends. The family was great to me. So you can never make me hate Jewish people because I've had great experiences in my personal life with Jewish people. I've had great business experience. I've had great friends. You know, I've stayed weeks with my Jewish friend in Hawaii, you know, one of the greatest guys that I know. And uh, he's like a little left wing, which is, you know, he's wrong, but it's okay. But he's a good guy. But but it's funny because like, he's the type of Jewish person that is not like obsessed with Israel, you know, like he'd like be like, ah, I'm not that connected to it. And then there's like Jews in New York that are like rabbis against Israel. They're not Zionists, you know? And then there's Jews that love Israel. You know what I'm saying? Like, and Roseanne's one of my better friends and she loves Israel and we're cool. It's like, it's, it is what it is. I get it. It makes sense. Uh, she's awesome. Uh, so the press tries to like make people hate each other and make you think it's so black and white. But I've had such a great experience with people that you can't make me hate. I got thousands of great Jewish supporters, people in Israel that show love to me, that understand what I'm talking about. So you can't make me think that everyone's like you because I know they're not like you. You know, I've, I've seen enough good out there to know what it is. One of my favorite people growing up too, my neighbor, she was Muslim. She prayed seven times a day. She was a babysitter. She had a bunch of white babies that she looked after. She was nice as hell, but she just prayed, or nice as heaven. But she prayed a lot, and I thought it was interesting, but, you know, it was what it was. So I was like, well, not everyone's like that. But long story short, they they want you to think that everyone's like this and make you mad to do the divide and conquer. And I'll tell you one thing that is so hypocritical that I've noticed from Ben Shapiro and, you know, a lot of these anti-Semitism rules is Ben Shapiro will, will write. He wrote one of the hate speech rules and he said, you know, saying that any like saying that Jewish people have loyalty to Israel is anti-Semitism. Like you're not allowed to say that Jewish people have loyalty to Israel. Like, does anyone think that Ben Shapiro doesn't like Israel? Like it's anti-Semitic to say Ben Shapiro likes Israel. Of course he loves Israel. Like what? But it's like on one hand, they'll be like, you can't say everybody likes Israel. Okay. I, I would never would say that because I know there's like Jews in New York that are against Israel. You know, most left-wing Jews are against Israel probably maybe not all of them, but a lot of them, there's rabbis who are against Israel and there's rabbis who live in Israel. So I, I know it's not a monolith, but on one hand you're saying 
it's not a monolith and you can't say we're a monolith. Okay, that's true. But it doesn't need to be a hate speech rule, but it's true. But then on the other hand, it's like Ben Shapiro will turn around and be like, you need to like Israel. Bernie Sanders isn't a real Jew if he doesn't agree with me. It's like, so they're constantly contradicting themselves. It's like, you say that Jewish people aren't a monolith. I 100% agree. And even suggesting that Jewish people like are loyal to Israel is a hate speech, anti-Semitic, says Ben Shapiro. Okay. I mean, I don't think you need to say it's a hate speech rule, but yeah, no, there is diversity of thought in the Jewish world, obviously, politically, religiously, ethnically, is, is Israel-wise. But then on the other hand, they'll then turn and say, everybody has to agree with me or you're a terrorist. It's like, do people not get, do people not pick up on the hypocrisy? They'll say, if you don't support us, this country, you're ISIS now. Okay. So silence is ISIS and supporting Palestine is ISIS because supporting Palestine is Hamas. So are you calling the millions of Jews in the world that don't, that do support Palestine? Are they all ISIS? Is that what we're going to let Israel and, you know, the Zionist Republicans do? Like that's, that's the new rule. So, cause there's millions of Jews in this world that love Israel. And then there's millions of Jews in this world that don't like Israel. And even if you like Israel and love Israel and want to defend Israel, you shouldn't call a Jew that doesn't like Israel an ISIS supporter. That's really fucked up. Excuse my language. It's fucked up to call anybody ISIS when they disagree with you. That's really fucked up. Like really fucked up. But they're doing that. You can't say we all like Israel. Okay, but we have to all like Israel or else you're ISIS. What the fuck? How are, how's anybody falling for this stuff? It's like so blatantly obvious. You can't say we all think the same or else it's anti-Semitic. I don't think you think all the same. I, I know you don't think all the same because I'm not an idiot that just sits online all the time. I have a lot of Jewish friends and they there's a lot of opinion. I, I have super Zionist friends. I have liberal friends that like Bernie Sanders. Like I get it. You know, one of my Jewish friends, he's like he likes Palestine more than he likes Israel or he thinks Palestine's being oppressed and he's Jewish. Is he ISIS because he's a liberal Jew? Like and then, you know, his family it feels the other way. So is this the game we're going to play? And what I'm trying to explain to people is like, I don't like Ben Shapiro, but I'm not going to call him ISIS because Ben Shapiro isn't ISIS. He's Ben Shapiro, you know, the host of the Ben Shapiro show. He sells sheets and, you know, whatever. It's like, you can't just call everyone ISIS or anti-Semitic, but they want to do that. And I'm just saying the whole, I don't even want to talk about this stuff because it's like so dicey and everybody gets so pissed at you, but it creeps me out when they're like, what do you think they're going to do to you in this country if they can designate you ISIS for disagreeing? I'm going to say it again. Millions of Jews in the world love Israel and defend Israel and support Israel and have Israel's back and thinks that they're being oppressed and, and being targeted. And that's 100% okay because Jewish people in, in the world have a right to like Israel. But there's also millions of Jews in the world that think that Palestine is being oppressed by the government of Israel. And that's also okay. Even if you hate it, they're allowed to think that way without being called ISIS. You can call them wrong. You could say that they're lying. You can support a better argument, but to call them ISIS now? People don't see where this is going? Really? Because you listen to blowhard Dan Bongino and Ben Shapiro? You guys don't see where this is going? Day of Jihad, day of Jihad, ah! You don't see where this is going? It's going the same place it goes when they say that you going to a beach is a is a health violation. You going to a beach is a health speech violation it, or a health code. You're going to hurt people because you're breathing without a mask on. This is the process of slowly dehumanizing people 
You can't go anywhere without a mask on. You have no face. You have no identity. You got to shove a test halfway up your school, put vaccines here. You got to do what we say. It's not hard to see how. And, and you know what? They did that in Israel, too, to people. And nobody even talked about it. All these Zionists in America, like, like they care so much about Jews in Israel. No, they don't. Because when Jews couldn't even go places because they weren't vaccinated, the ones that opted out, where were all of these people that claim to love them so much? All of a sudden, they were nowhere to be found. Isn't that interesting? Uh, but in general, it's like they've already dehumanized the crap out of us in the last couple of years over that. And now you have foreign countries and our own politicians calling people conspiracy theorists, ISIS, calling to shut down protests, and people are going to be okay with that. You don't see where that's going to lead. It's the only reason why I'm doing a video on a Saturday. I got I don't really have better things to do. I'm a loser. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I'm a cool guy. But you get what I'm saying. I like doing this. Is what, what a beautiful job that I have. Even though it can be a little stressful sometimes, I get to just be myself. I get to speak the truth with no script. Just say what I actually think instead of hiding. He, her, he, her. I have a pronoun. Oh, please don't fire me. Please don't fire me, Verizon. Not my pronouns. It's like, you know, it's like corporations are holding people for ransom nowadays. You got to wear your pronouns, get a vaccine. It's like a freaking tragedy what this country's turned into. But in general, the only reason I wanted to be here today was because I'm disgusted that they're calling people ISIS over this. Because I'm just like five weeks ahead of like Dan Bongino and Ben Shapiro, like always. They're always behind because they're idiots. But anyway, if you successfully shut down that protest, they're going to shut down your protest. If you successfully police speech, your speech is going to get policed. And if you can get calling someone a terrorist a stick, what happens to a terrorist? You lose your privacy. You lose your freedom. Eventually, some of these scumbags in government are going to try to throw you in prison. They already do it in other countries. There's people in other countries rotting in jail because they question history. There's people in other countries rotting in prison because they offended a Muslim or offended a Jew or a Christian. I don't know what they're, I don't know a black person, a freaking transgender. You know, there's a guy freaking in prison because he said something about, he called someone a fat lesbian and he's in jail. And Americans don't realize how close we are to that. And you want to listen to blowhard Dan Burp Gino and Gwen Shapiro and all these other, and Dave Rubin Sandwich. that are at, you know, you can pray for people, show love, listen to them, but understand you do not, you do not want them to be able to call a hundred million people in this country, ISIS, because of a, a, an opinion they have against the war. And they already did this with the Russia war guys. After the Russian war, they started banning Russian athletes. Russian fighters couldn't even fight anymore. They had to pretend like they're from California. Dmitry Bivov from California. He's not from California. He's from Russia, but they told his ass, we're going to dehumanize you. You're not a Russian anymore. If you want to fight, you want to box, you want to make money, you got to remove your flag, remove your home country and pretend you're from somewhere else. And that's the only way. And then we're going to freeze your funds. And like, you barely can get money. Like he had trouble even getting the money. Like, the Ukraine war started, so now Russia doesn't exist anymore. Now athletes from there can't make money. You know, then they're going to do it to Palestine. Then they're going to do it to America. You know what I'm saying? You're always next. You're always next if you haven't already been got to. So it's like you got to really think about this stuff because they've already shown us the blueprint in 50 different ways. It's like how far do you want to go with this stuff? If you don't want to fund Zelensky, are you a Putin propagandist? 
if you don't want Israel to blow the shit out about a Gaza Strip to create a million refugees that they're going to bring here, are you a terror? Are you ISIS? Yeah, you're ISIS because you don't want to start a refugee crisis. But the people that literally funded Hamas are not, though. They're they're not. But you, for having an opinion or having no opinion, you're a terrorist, not the people who funded them. Does, this, does that make sense? If that makes sense to you, you're watching the wrong person. And I'll just tell you, just think about it, folks, because I, I, I'm i not saying this to be like, a, what's it called? A, trying to think of the right word. Contrarian. 90% of these like Republican influencers that everyone follows they're totally full of shit, like totally full of shit. Like, it's like, they tell you exactly what's right until something breaks out. And then they start freaking you out. And like, we were freaking out for like a week and then like nothing happens. And, and then it's like, it's just like a constant outrage fest. So you don't think straight and you only hear one perspective and you're always freaking out as they're selling you out, as they're trying to cancel protests, as they're pushing speech laws, as they're calling people out it's ridiculous hopefully that made sense hopefully that didn't get me in too much trouble i've accepted the fact that america is not really a free country anymore i mean it's like kind of free and i'm i'm trying to like keep on to the freedom i have like you know what i'm saying like please let me keep a little freedom please you know i'm way too jack for the gulag i you know i'm trying I, I like but at the same time it's still a lot better than other countries and that's all i'm trying to do hang on to my liberty and my ultimate goal is peace I want Israelis and Palestinians to sing songs and dance, but I know that's not realistic because they both seem like they hate each other. It's clearly a tricky situation, but I'm just saying in general, um, I understand that this topic, I'm just going to say it, and then I'm going to leave this topic alone. I don't feel like talking about it every day. This topic is why everything I've done, guys, I've gotten a billion views. Okay. I I'm not saying this to brag. Now I'm saying this because I'm going to write my own history. Okay. This is my real history. A kid who moved to a city when he was 23 years old with two suitcases and no money, never asked for money from my family, never had daddy or mommy giving me money, made it on my own, worked my ass off, had to be at the bus next to gang members to make a $15 an hour job hustling in, in Los Angeles for seven years, turning down every record label that I ever got because it was bullshit and they wanted me to lie, stuck to my own path, was broke for the first, you know, from 20 to 30 years old, and then got a billion views with no editor. I make all my thumbnails, no team, no manager, no record label, tens of millions of music streams. I played festivals with 10,000 people at it, performed on stage, roaring applause because I'm an awesome hip hop artist and I'm great live. You know what I'm saying? Done all these things. Did some of the best journalism during the pandemic. Told the truth about Trump when all the media was lying. Got a billion views. A billion views. I, everywhere I go, people recognize me. I'm just saying. That's why the media doesn't matter. Oh, Anomaly, I love your stuff. I got stopped today. Some kid goes, Anomaly, I love how you're even keeled. I love how you're not too much either side because I you call it, you know what I'm saying? That's my legacy. And then the only press I've ever gotten, guys, despite having a billion views, is anti-Semi, 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 anti-Semitic anti rapper. What the hell are you talking about? I got 20 songs. I don't even talk. I, I, I said Zionist in one song, and now they're acting like my whole catalog is like an anti-Semitic manifesto. It's not. I love Jews. I just use the word Zionism because I understand the dynamic between Zionism and the Republican and Democratic Party. And I'm concerned about my First Amendment. And that's really the dynamic there. But if you want to 
that's the only press I ever get ever. Okay. They're so in 50 years, they want people to read that. That's all I was. I wasn't a success story. I wasn't one of the best journalists in the world. I am. I wasn't a great hip hop artist that should be bigger, but I don't spend that much time on it, but I'll, 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 I'll shock you guys. Don't worry. I got some fire, but anyway, it's like, no, I'm just that. Right. And that's going to be what they want on Wikipedia or in, in history books. And when you search, you know what I'm saying? So talking about this topic, I'm telling you, I've talked about everything. Talked about racism, sexism, George Floyd, Democrats, Hillary Clinton, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I've defended Trump a million times. You know, I've done it all. The one thing that's the hardest thing to talk about is the relationship between Zionism and the Republican Party. And I'll tell you what, when you speak the truth about this topic, the Republican media will sell you out quicker than the Democratic media. So it's my least favorite topic to talk about now because... They try to ruin my life, ruin my character, defame me, lie about me, tie me to people doing really crazy events, tie me to groups, tie me to people in jail. Like people don't understand. These people probably want me in prison. Like it's it's really bad. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a victim. I'm not crying. I'm not afraid. I'm not going to I'm not going to let it make me lie or, or make me afraid to do my job, but I'm just letting you know. People have made it very clear that they don't just want me to shut up that they don't just want me to stop talking about this, that they don't just want to defame me. They're tying me to real events and they're tying me to people in prison to make this narrative that that's where I belong. I'm just letting you know. So when I talk about this shit and everybody yells at me in the comment section and people say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you don't understand how risky this topic is for me because America is essentially an occupied country. We're under occupation. The Republican Party is completely controlled, okay? So it's not an easy topic. You could yell China because nobody gives a shit. You know, but you tell the truth about this topic in relationship to the First Amendment, and you're not going to be able to work at Turning Point anymore. You're not going to be able to make speaking gigs. You're not going to be able to get hired by Daily Wire. You're not going to have, every door is going to close in your face. And these people behind the scenes are going to try to destroy your character. But guess what? The people know the truth. And I'm going to write my own story. I'm not going to let these people hijack the narrative, rewrite my story, and then probably try to make it illegal in 50 years to disagree and say that I was a good person, which I was, say that I was a success story, which I was, say that I was a nice person who loves Jews and love Israel, which I am. I don't hate anybody. You can't make me hate Palestinians and you can't make me hate Israelis. You can't make me hate Russians and you can't make me hate Ukrainians. You can't hate, make me hate Chinese people. You can't make me hate Christians. You can't make me hate Muslims. You can't make me hate Jews. You can't make me hate Democrats and liberals, and you can't make me hate Republicans. I'm not going to turn into what they want to pretend that I was. So I'm just being honest. This is the hardest topic for me to talk about. And, uh, you know, it's going to be anybody that figures this out, your entire life will change. It's, it's like, a, you know, it's like not getting vaccinated during the pandemic. And now you can't travel, you can't work like it's it's that hot of a topic. So it's we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. I really hope that they don't blow the Gaza Strip into oblivion because in general, then they're going to create a massive refugee crisis, kill a bunch of kids. And then where's everyone going to go? They're going to bring them to Europe. They're going to bring them to America. I, I've, I've even seen, I've seen a Republican that wants to blow up Gaza say that he thinks America should morally bring them in. He's like, let me just kill these people. And then whoever doesn't die, we bring them here. But I'm a Republican, but we just want to do that. It's like, if you know it's going to create a refugee crisis and, you know, Hamas, are, are they smart enough to leave or are they going to stay and die? I don't know. Are they hiding in another country? Are you sure? I don't know. It's like you guys know this stuff. Apparently you don't know this thing, but you know everything about that. It's like 
is this going to end them? Are you going to change their government? Or is this just going to create a refugee crisis? Because we've heard this story 50 times. We're just going to blow up Syria and it's going to fight the Bashir al-Assad and we're going to blow up Libya and we're going to blow up, uh, you know, whatever his name is, Saddam Hussein. Okay, we did all that. And now what? Is is there peace in that region? I, I don't know. But it is what it is. I'm never going to lie and I'm never going to self-censor. But out of peace, because I'm actually a normal person who likes to enjoy normal activities and live my life, I don't, I don't like to talk about the same thing all the time. And it's not a topic that I really fully enjoy about talking, but I'm not going to watch them try to call everybody ISIS for being silent. That's insane. Honestly, most people in this world, they shouldn't say much if they don't know much. Like, I, you know, should I start a freaking gymnastics channel and, and, and talk about gymnastics and it's ISIS if I don't? Everybody's not an expert on foreign policy. So the truth is, everyone shouldn't talk. You know, if everyone talked, the world would not be like everyone has an opinion. But like, imagine if I just made videos on 50 things I had no idea about, and then they'd call me a terrorist if I didn't. Pretty crazy stuff. God bless you. God bless your family. God bless America. God bless the world. This is a Dreamer podcast. Hopefully, you appreciated that. I had fun. Peace out, guys. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, stay blessed long sleeve, God is great long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com. Check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States. Handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash rare talk for $5 a month. You can help support me. Support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the dreamrare.com shop and patreon.com slash rare talk. So thank you guys for keeping the show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever grateful. My free email list is stayintouchwithme.com. So check the links below in the description or just type in on any browser, stayintouchwithme.com, all one word. You'll find my email list, put it in there, and it's the least annoying email list you'll ever be on. I barely use it because I don't like getting emailed every day or every week week it's annoying so i don't do it stay in touch with me.com it helps me take back some power away from big tech telegram t.me slash dream